0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Well I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio don't know why the music didn't start But I'll start because I'm ready I'm ready even though technology sometimes fails you well, family and friends, I want to thank you for another episode. Um uh, that well, I'm thankful for another episode, and I want to thank you for joining me for this episode, this special program where we're going to be discussing Trump president Trump. Our new president and challenges already around this presidency. A lot of fear, a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety a lot of people just don't know what to do a lot of uh pain um when we think about our uh, immediate pain more severe pain when we think about our brothers and sisters uh um foreigners uh being um especially those from the nation of Syria with the permanent band, and then we got another six nations uh hundred and twenty day ban for them. So we're just gonna be talking about just various decisions made by this new president, President Trump. Can't believe I'm saying it still and just a lot of things he is doing. And we wanna talk about maybe some good things he is doing because remember folks, sixty two million people chose him to be their president. And so we just if we really be mature and um Relevant and politically correct, we have to remember half of this nation did choose him, including some of you. so we'd like to hear from you tonight tonight tonight. We would love to hear why you chose this president, and uh maybe you have maybe you want to encourage us to continue to Believe and pray for him. Whatever you is on your mind, tonight would be the night for you. I would love to hear from those of you that uh, chose uh, Donald Trump as your next president to come on the long, line tonight. And just we have a very godly, uh, relevant, uh, spiritual dialogue tonight. We have a lot of questions, family and friends. There's a lot of pain all around. I've heard. I never heard. I'm not going to say never, but it's been a long time since I heard this amount of uh, anxiety, worry, panic. Uh, people just feel so uncertain about the future in this country. And a lot of us getting a reality check. And, of course, this all may be God-ordained. God, uh, God ordained. So, um, again, I don't know why the music didn't start to bring out the show, but I just want to just jump on the line real quick and let everybody know I'm here. And we got an exciting um Exciting but sobering show tonight. I don't want to just make it like it's just exciting, like we're going to be having fun, like at Six Flags or something. We got to do business tonight, family and friends. We have got a lot to talk about, a lot on the table, and uh, a lot that I believe. A lot that I believe that the Father has to say through not just myself but through you and the callers. Um, so hopefully you'll be one of those callers I'm trying to say, and uh, we'll hear from the Father what He has to put it, what He has put in your heart. Those of you that's going to be bold enough to, to speak tonight. So anyway, I'm going to go back to the tech uh, to the board here and go ahead and play my original song, requeue it up, and allow some more although I do see the phone lines already uh, lit up with friends and family. Remember, tonight is not just a family show. We have friends as well. Um... So this is the night where we have for our friends and our family. This is a public blog. This is a public blog. So you've been warned, family, uh, tonight is not a family show. Although I love, love, love to see my family in the house. I see you, Bubba Jack, in the private caller. You guys are tuning in even to this show. But again, tonight's show is a public show. And we're going to have friends of uh, Five Smooth Stones joining us as well as well in a little bit. So tonight, tonight, again, we're going to be talking about this president, a lot of his decisions, his, maybe his attitude, his intentions. Uh, We're going to look at some good things about him. We're going to look at some challenging things about him. More importantly, family and friends, we want to hear what the father has to say because so many of us, so many of us are full of anxiety, worry, panic, fear. And these things are not of the father. And he wants to encourage hearts tonight and let Let us know that he has not forgotten us, that he is true to his word when he say he will protect us, those that trust in him. Uh, So I can think of Psalms 91 that said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, shall abide, shall be sustained under the shadow of the Almighty. There is protection, there is hope and there is peace and joy for those of us that stay under his wing or that trust in him. He is going to lead us through this just like he led our forefathers through. We will be okay. So we'll be right back, folks. Uh, this is a little bit of Lecrae. Tell me what you think it is. We'll be right back.
0: If this life has anything to gain at all, I'll count a loss. If I can't hear you, feel you, because I need you, can't walk. I recognize I'm not my home. Before I fall, I need to kill you. Feel you as I live to make my voice in you
2: alone. With every breath I take, with every heartbeat, sunrise or the moonlights in a dark street. Every glance, every dance, every note of a song, it's all a gift undeserved that I shouldn't have known. Every day that I lie, every moment I covet. I'm deserving to die, I'm just earning your judgment. Without the cross there's only condemnation If Jesus wasn't executed There's no celebration So in times that are good In times that are bad For any times that I've had it all I will be glad And I will boast in the cross I'll boast in my pains. I will boast in the sunshine Boast in his rain What's my life if it's not praising you Another dollar in my bank account of ain't for I do not count my life as any value Or precious at all Let me finish my race Let me answer if this life hasn't been a gain at all I'm lost if
0: I can't hear you Feel you, have I need you Can't walk this church alone That's not I'm not my own Before I fall, I need to hear you Feel you, have I left you If I'm losing you alone
2: Tomorrow's never promised, no. but it is, we swear Holding our own, just a fistful of air. God has never been obligated to give us life. If we fought for our rights, we'd be in hell tonight. Mere sinners old, nothing but a fierce hand. We never loved him, we pushed away his fierce hands. I rejected his love, grace, kindness, and mercy. Dying of thirst, yet willing to die thirsty. Eternally worthy, how could I live for less? Patiently you turn my heart away from selfishness, I volunteer for your sanctifying surgery, I know the spirit's purging me of everything that's hurting me, remove the veil from my darkened eyes, so now every morning
0: I open your word and see the sun rise, I hope that nothing in nothing, only in your suffering, I live to show You glory, dying to tell your story, this
1: Amen. can I boast. After all, it's all about him. It's all about him. What do we have to boast about? Here's a little bit of MLK. We'll be right back, folks.
3: I come here tonight and plead with you. Believe in yourself and believe that you're somebody. As I said to the group last night, Nobody else can do this for us. No document can do this for us. No Lincolnian Emancipation Proclamation can do this for us. No Kennisonian or Johnsonian Civil Rights Bill can do this for us. If the Negro is to be free, he must move down into the inner resources of his own soul, and sign with a pen and ink of self-assertive manhood his own Emancipation Proclamation. Don't let anybody take your manhood. Be proud of our heritage of somebody said earlier the night, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. Somebody told a lie one day. They couched it in language. They made everything black, ugly, and evil. Look in your dictionary and see the synonyms of the word black. It's always something degrading and low and sinister. Look at the word white. It's always something pure, high and clean. But I want to get the language right tonight. I want to get the language so right that everybody he will we'll cry out, Yes, I'm black. I'm proud of it. I'm black and beautiful.
4: Okay,
1: folks, and I'm back. Just had to play a little bit of that. I um, uh, had to play a little bit of that. I was just listening to that earlier. And uh love when he say, Can anybody do this for us? This is gonna be something we're gonna to have to do ourselves. What are you talking about, Seth? I'm talking about redefine who we are as a people because there is a wind coming, folks. Family, friends, five smooth stones. There is a wind coming. And this wind I label is white supremacy. And uh this wind is blowing all throughout the fifty states with superiority. This wind, this 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 force, this philosophy, these lies, deception, based out of ignorance, it is really trying to push our people back, 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 and foreigners as well. And we, like you just heard him, okay, say we got, we have to do this for us, ourselves. We have to redefine because the powers that be are trying to redefine who we are, and it's just coming out that we're just not good enough. White supremacy, in other words, we can be talking about tonight. Along with other things, we got a new president, folks, and uh, he is putting people like Steve Bannon on his uh, cabinet. And uh, I don't know if you know anything about Steve Bannon, but he is a bona fide white supremacy. He is a part of a group that calls themselves not the left wing, not the right wing, but the alternative right. And their number one goal The number one goal, family and friends, is to bring America back, take it back, Um, make it great again, make it really white again if you're just keeping up with who these people are. They need to quit playing with us and just tell us what they're really trying to do, and then the people will act accordingly. And uh, what they're trying to do, family and friends, is take America back, make it white again, make it white again. They want less foreigners. And to be very honest with you, friends and family, to be very honest with you, Tony Morrison has put out a a document, uh, uh, something she wrote, that is really, really, really one of the greatest pieces of work I think she's ever done. And uh, it's called Mourning for Whiteness. And what Toni Morrison does is submit to the world what is really going on. She goes on to talk about how the election of Donald Trump is nothing more than an effort for whites to save their privileged position in the United States. I'm going to read a little bit of it, and uh, we are going to have guests tonight. And uh, before we go to I guess, I just wanted to kind of lay a foundation, lay a foundation. Uh, been, as a matter of fact, before I even read Tony Mars, let me just go ahead and lay that foundation because I want people to understand what we're not doing tonight as well as what we are doing tonight. I don't want people to associate this show in any way with uh, hate or anything like that. Uh, This is a love show, always have been, ever since I've been on the air, ever since I've been doing blogs, ever since I've been preaching, ever since I've been speaking out on anything as an adult, I have tried my best to base everything in love and respect for all people. That's what's going to happen tonight, no matter what, if I have anything to do with it, okay? So, tonight... I'll go ahead and read the show's description. That'll be a nice start, and then we'll talk about some other foundations we're going to lay, and then we're going to proceed with our guests and, and uh, get into some deeper matters. Folks, we've got a lot coming at you. I'm serious. It's going to get really interesting up in here. More importantly, we're going to hear from the Father tonight. Yes, we are going to hear from the Father tonight. I really mean that. You'll see what i mean here in a little bit. First and foremost, family, I just want to say tonight is not a time to just bash Donald Trump, bash Donald Trump, bash Donald Trump, we will be talking about some things he do that is against God's word. Okay? We can't get away from that. That's what's causing all this trouble. But when people are in the spirit of bashing, oftentimes they're just bashing, bashing, bashing. They really don't have anything other than just bashing. Well, that's not what we're doing. We actually believe I actually believe, I'll speak for myself, I don't know if my guests will share these same feelings, but I actually feel that the Father has had a change of heart, and I do believe that God Almighty ordained Donald Trump to be President of the United States. What does that mean, ordained? I actually believe for this moment in time in history, it's his will that Donald Trump be President. One more time. I actually believe that it's the will of the Father for Donald Trump. Trump to be president of the United States. At first, I didn't think that. I thought it was his will that someone else be. But for what's going on, and how sleepy our people is, and how rebellious our people is, and how stubborn our people is... We need a wake-up call, and I, I've been really pondering over the scriptures, reading some scriptures, and I've come to realize the Father have done this many times in the past with his nation Israel. When they were rebellious, and they were not seeking him, and they were not after his heart, he brought a king, like, he brought nations to rule over them. This happened time after time after time again. When they were rebellious, that's when they lost wars. That's when they went into captivity, when they were rebellious. Well, I believe that our people is one of the lost tribes of Israel. I believe that one of our, that our people is a part of the real Jews. That's what I believe. You may not believe that. Okay, well, it still can stand true if you don't even believe we Israel. You know, I, I just believe that when people become wicked, complacent, and and, and just 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 stiff, uh, uh, just have a stiff heart, and they don't turn to God. And, and our forefathers were very spiritual people, and their parents were very spiritual. But this generation right now is getting further and further from God. And I just believe that God has ordained this man to be president. And let me explain something really quickly before I read the show's description. That does not mean that the man is godly. That does not mean the man have morals. God have used some of the most wicked human beings to rule over his righteous people, or his people he called, I guess I should say it like that, Israel, Israel, Israelites, Jews. God used some of the most wicked people to Defeat them, to rule over them when they were in rebellion, it's almost like he used these leaders, these kings, these pharaohs, as a belt, and when that belt began to start, the people of Israel call on their God, the people of Israel had a change of heart, and yes, the people of Israel returned to the laws and the commandments of the Most High. I'm thinking of one King Josiah, just like my son's name, who brought Israel back to sanity with, his, with returning to the laws of Israel after Israel was beat down really good by the Most High. we got to remember, folks, the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 2, says, Israel, of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Therefore, I will punish you for all your transgressions. Well, under Obama, we didn't really do a lot of suffering like I think we're going to do and like we're seeing already under President Trump. I think it's just the start, folks. I think we're about to see something that is gonna scare the living hell out of us and I do mean the hell, just like I said, scare the wickedness out of us. We are about to see something this man is using his executive order like, like there, you know, tomorrow. He is going he's he's going around the houses. We had first said that the houses will keep him in check. Well, Donald Trump is issuing gag orders, and, 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 and I mean, I mean, they can do this, folks. They are silencing agencies where they can't speak out against them, and it's getting really ugly. We'll get into that in a little bit. Let me go ahead and read the show's description, and we'll talk more about what this man is doing to make sure nobody can hold him in check. All right. I typed earlier, friends and family, you're invited to chime in tonight as we look for clarity and solutions as a people and as a nation. So much confusion, anxiety, and worry on all sides in wake of the new president's direction. Let me repeat that again. So much confusion, anxiety, and worry on all sides in wake of our new president's direction. Tonight, January thirty first, two thousand seventeen, eight PM Central Standard Time, let's take a sobering look exactly what the father is doing around us through us or if we've been disobedient what he may be doing to us our nation is changing many want it white again many want the old days back and that's at any cost it seems we are commanded to know the times we are living in. Join us tonight. That's what I typed earlier. For so those of you that didn't get a email or a text, you don't know what the heck we're talking about tonight, that was for you. If our guest is in the house, uh, you can go ahead and push, and I think, I think they just did press 1, and I'll come to you in a second. Again, we're laying the foundation of what is happening, what we're about tonight, what we're going to be doing. What we, uh, what, what this is not, what this is, what this is not, again, is a time to just bash the president, beat up on the president, beat up on the president, hate, 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 you know, bitch, bitch, bitch. That's not happening tonight, folks. That's not happening tonight. We're not just here to just pick on this president. He, you know, it's just not a time for that. We're going to look into... Uh, 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 the, the Scriptures and look into the Spirit and see what is the Father doing with us as a nation, us as a people. That is the goal of this show, all right? It's just as simple. We also seek solutions, practical solutions for those that are listening, those that spend spending time out of their life to check out this show. We want to have solutions. You know, a lot of people are going to be cl- uh, tuning into this show. Um, so, Without further delay, let me go ahead and go to the phone lines and go to our guest. Eric code 817-846. Brother LSU, are you there? Yes, sir. How you doing, Brother Seth? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice on another Blog Talk episode. Well, go ahead and say hello to the fa- family and friends of Five Smooth Stones and tell them a little bit about you and what you're doing these days, and then we'll just start swinging, brother. And I'll put a little well, little music in the background, don't be startled by it. Okay. Well for those who are not familiar, even though I think most are for those who call into your show, uh, my name is Elishua Ellis uh Ellison. Um I'm a minister, I've been calling for the ministry for quite some time now. Um, graduated War Office University. Um, I really don't like to go into those things and those type of accolades because I think that the things that are most significant is that we have The ability to hear from God I think that whenever we come before God's people The most important thing That they need to require of us Who are the teachers or the preachers Or those who are called to be leaders Is that the most significant thing Is that we have an ability to hear from God Because only when we hear clearly from God Can we give clear direction and instruction A lot of people right now are, Are looking for answers And obviously, if they're looking for answers, the places that they have went to traditionally and they have went to in the past are not providing answers, at least not sufficient to the manner that's answering what they need to know. So in that sense, I think the most important thing, again, is that we are able to hear from God. I like the way you began the show because you talked about some issues that many people are confused on, and that is that everything that is God's will is not necessarily good For everybody <laughs> it, was right. God's for, it was God's will For the children of Israel To come out of Egyptian Captivity and bondage But for those, for, for, for those Egyptians that drowned it in the sea That was God's good will point. too Good point so Well we have to Understand things as From a prophetic standpoint And not always look at things In the standpoint Of our western world view But understand The prophetic principle Because many times As Seth said Is that when we Are our people Who are in Our disobedience stiff naked Hard hearted And rebellious people Which we have proven because in and of ourselves, we have never been a glorious people. We're glorious because of he who chose us or select us and called us out among all the other nations of the world. We were the fewest in number, but he selected us and called us and raised us up. And many of us, um, I think, speaks a lot to the situation that we're in, have gotten a big head in thinking that uh, all this we've done for ourselves. But we've been so quick to forget, just like the children who came out of Israel, Under Joshua's leadership, a lot of those people, they were not familiar with the hardships that God had delivered them through, through their deliverings from Egypt and then their sojourn through the wilderness. So therefore, we're in the same situation. But I'm going to kick it right back to you. But I think that, again, you've already laid a very good foundation and you addressed the most significant aspect that we need to understand in regards to, the Donald Trump presidency, because it is his will, but it ain't good yes. for everybody. Yes, and um, <laughs> y'all just heard him say it's his will. I just changed my mind. I had a change of heart about, oh, maybe three days ago. I began to look at the scriptures of Brother Ellis and and see all of the wicked men, the trumps of old, perverted kings, you know? Mm-hmm. Perverted trumps of old, you know, grab them by the so-and-so type of kings. <laughs> yeah. You know, wicked kings. Y'all know Trump talking about grabbing them by the so-and-so, that's what I was referring to. So i start got think about all these wicked kings. And how much they was like, you know, they was nothing more than a Trump. And God used them, folks. He put his precious people under their thumb. And they oppressed them and oppressed them and oppressed them. And then his people called out to him. And when they called out to him, I think they tapped into those spiritual laws. You know, the father has promised certain things he would do when his people call on him. And African-Americans is not calling on him as a nation. Some of us are. Few of us are. But even those of us in a lot of these churches, we're not calling on him like we did in the 40s and the 30s and the 20s when the psalm was pushing us down, lynchings was, you know, uh, as the songs say, strange fruit hanging from the trees when there was hangings and and you had to drink out of a white, uh, black-only fountain and when you had to laugh inside of a laughing can, and when you had to just walk very close and watch how you talk and not look white people in the eye, you African-American, Israelite people, I believe, called on your Creator a lot, often. The church was the focal part of your community. Your men, African-Americans, would walk by churches and take off their hat, even if it was empty, there was a reverence for the house of of the Father. Today, there is not that i cry from us as a people. Many of you don't like us referring to African Americans as Hebrews, which we're going to be doing probably all night. So just bear with us. If you don't believe that we're Israelites or Jews, I understand. Just think of us as a people in rebellion and what Happens when a nation is in rebellion. Look at it like that for you. But we happen to know a more excellent way, 'cause we're living out those scriptures, hundreds of them. I counted over 300 scriptures, 300 prophecies we're living out. But this tonight is not to be talking about and get into that tonight. We know we're not. But it's another show. Y'all gotta just tune in and uh, you know go to the archives and listen to that particular show where we talk about how we know Israelites. Tonight though. We're looking at where is God? Why on earth did he allow this racist, misogynist, this, this hate monger, son of a KKK, uh, him and Steve Bannon, or is this white supremacist? Where, where, where is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Why did he allow all of these foreigners Precious immigrants come into this country looking for a better land, oftentimes because we don't pull off their land or we don't affected them directly, brother LSU, or indirectly through our imperialist mm-hmm. imperialism taking their land, their resources, and they stumble up in here looking for a better life that we don't stole. We only number one because we're good criminals. All right. So we get a lot of these nations, their, are citizens here, seeking refuge, seeking a better life. And we want to shut the door on them? After we take a lot of their stuff, how dare we block anybody from Africa? I was just reading this the other day, and we'll get into some other things here. But I was just reading this the other day, friends and family, that 50 billion people, 50 billion dollars worth of aid goes into the continent of Africa. 50 billion. It's not that much uh, remembering the fact that Africa is three times bigger than the United States. And then another 40 billion goes to Africa. from Africans that have left are sending money back home. So that's a total of 90 billion dollars Africa is getting. Pretty much like a gift. But 400 billion dollars goes to Africa illegally. They call it IFF Elicit funds flow. Illicit funds flow. Just check it out. I'll do some research on it, friends and family. IFF is it's over $400 billion is taken from that country. It's ridiculous how that country is raped. So. I said all that to say that we get refugees from Africa. How dare we after we've raped them of their diamond and every the rubber and everything else, the Congo we got the Congo turned upside down because of the rubber industry there. We just I just how can we turn around and say to all these people now again, some of these refugees may not come from Africa but I'm saying how can we say to any refugees really that you can't come to this country is beyond me. All right, brother brother Elshir, what do you have to say about that? I know you got something to say. Well, as far as the refugees are concerned, uh, <laughs> let us not forget this is a nation of refugees. <clears throat> and that what Trump is doing, um, it's not surprising. It's what a lot of many Europeans or Caucasians in this nation have wanted for a long time. And that's why it was a rallying cry as part of one of his sticking points for his election. And, of course, he got the attention. He got the response that he knew he was going to get because he knew that there had been the sentiment of many people. And here's the thing. When jobs get scarce, people's livelihood and their welfare becomes in jeopardy. People begin to, many times, if they can't make means for themselves or make a way for themselves, people are always looking for somebody to blame. And what they and, and, and so instead of acknowledging the fact that we have had leaders and that we have put people in Washington who have went there, who did not go there with the best interests of the people, but who went there with their own personal agenda to set up ways in which they would just only increase the size of their own coffers. Well, the thing is, is that we cannot get upset at a Hispanic person a person who may be of, of an Arab descent, and say, well, okay, now you're our problem, and that you're causing conflict, so therefore we're going to close the borders to you. They're not the problem. Our leadership is the problem. They create problems, right. and then what we do is we go to the same source to solve a problem. Well, they created the problem. And they have no intention or desire in solving the problem in a way that's in the best interest of the people. They're going to solve the problem only in the best interest of whom they think that matters and that's significant. When these people keep having a cry, we want our country back. We're all aware of what kind of country that they want back, and we should know. And we should start calling them to task when we when they say stuff like that. What do you mean you want your country back? Could you explain to me what is your country? What does your country look like? What does it look like demographically? What does it look like ethnically? Tell me what your country looks like. Because I don't know what the hell you're talking about when you say, we want our country back. But I can tell the country's always been in your hands since you came in and invaded it. So what are you what are you talking about? Jeff there's music in the background. is getting louder. I don't know
3: what that okay, is. Okay,
1: okay. All right, go ahead,
2: go ahead. All right.
1: Yeah. So I think that that in so many ways, that as that far as the refugees, we, you know, we. I'm a person, I'm a study of history. I love history because I understand that a lot of the reasons that we exist and the dilemmas that we experience daily is because of the fact we're not aware of our history and have been taking things, taking the measures that are necessary to correct the mistakes of history so that we can be in a better place. But the fact of the matter is that if you go look into the charter, the late. Uh, actually officially became a nation. If you look at that charter, you know what that charter says? Give us your oppressed, your enslaved, your embittered. Give us your refugees from near and far. Somebody needs to be reading that to Donald Trump right about now. That's what made us great, if we were ever great. If we ever had anything that we need to be commended about, that's what made us great because we have our doors open. Now the fact is is with the reason why come they want to close those borders, it's real simple. When you are bully, you don't want the people you've been bullying to move in next door to you because they might get in their mind to get retribution. So that's what the rallying cry is about the whole immigration thing is is that you've been such a devil everywhere you went. You've created so many enemies. Now you don't know who to let amongst you because you might be having the enemy within. And that's the whole rationale and logic behind closing the borders. But nobody is willing to address the fact what created the situation. It's called the hate that hate made. And then here's another thing. And what I really get about these conscious Negroes who go voted for George Floyd, who voted for Donald Trump, and now they want to make the Arabs the enemy, and now they all of a sudden want to say, yeah, look at 9-11. But all of us agree that Arabs were not the author and the founder of what happened at 9-11. Our own, conflict, our own government was, along with their collaboration with some Israelis. They were behind 9-11. So if that's the reality, then guess what? Arabs haven't done anything to us, especially when we compare what we've done to them. And so all of this stuff is really academic in a sense, because now guess what? The die has been set. You can't pull it back. We're about to enter into a stage of judgment. I know that's words nobody wants to hear, but America's about to be judged. And the first stage of that judgment was the election of Donald Trump. He is the hammer that the hand is in. So welcome well, to the Hammer, Well, I think you're absolutely right, and again, uh friends and family, I just changed my mind on this prior to three days ago, just sure some of my family was just listening because I really was hundred percent I still am hundred percent against Donald Trump behavior but after looking at the state of our people, if Hillary Clinton would have won this election. And if we if we are indeed the people of that book, the Bible, and if the Father did say that a remnant of us would be spared, and if the Father did say that certain things had to happen to this nation before the end time would come, and if all of these prophecies in the Bible has any weight whatsoever, if the book is, is real at all in any way, and we are Israelites, and we're not no we're uh, looking like as a nation we're going to return to the father folks he had to become president. Hillary. We would just continue business as usual. The number one complaint they say about the Clintons if they' don't want, business would be just as usual. America, I guess, according to the father's will, cannot afford another year business, as usual. There has to come a change. Listen, people. It's still early on. You just heard the brother, and we're going to get even deeper. Brother Ellis, if you don't mind, could you please do my favor and, and get Deuteronomy 28? I would like for you to read 25 through 31, if you could, please, because i got some more reading to do, and I don't want to just be reading, reading, reading. If you can just do that part, that'll help me out tremendously. Deuteronomy 4, Twenty-five through thirty-one, if you could please. But family, yes, listen. Four. One, two, three, four. Yes, Deuteronomy four, okay. twenty-five to thirty-one. But uh, family, listen. There is a lot again that we're going to be discussing tonight. We're going really slow right now, and then it's going to pick up. It's going to pick up. But I just want to make sure everybody understands what the show is and what it's not. We're not just sitting up here just bashing white people. We're not bashing black people. We're not just bashing Trump. We're not just just a time to say everything they're doing wrong. We're looking at the behaviors of our leaders, and we're looking at the Scriptures and saying, Father, what are you doing? Are we submitting to you what he is doing, what we feel he is doing? Because really the Bible says it like this family and friends. The Father does nothing on the planet. Unless he revealed it to his prophets. And I'm not afraid to say tonight that, yes, I have been used throughout my life as a prophet. And I know this brother has as well as some of you, many of you listening under the sound of my voice can speak and say, "Yes, the Father has used me to, to to say a word here and there to uplift His people." We have lots of believers living in this nation; they are very confused. Some of them actually voted for Trump. I again, listen to me. Some of them voted for him because they felt in their spirit they should, but they. They have gotten confused into trying to think because in their spirit they know that they were supposed to do that, but they are now saying he's a righteous man. Let's get something straight. Trump is a wicked man, and, and I, 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 I'm not going to say that anybody should have voted for him. I just feel like it's God who's going to make sure that he won. I'm not even still saying we should have voted. I'm not. I'm not going that far. All I know is I believe it was God's will that he be president. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it like that. And I believe that he's a wicked man. I think he's a racist man. I think he's a, a sexist man. I think he's he is. What he say? What he been saying? Ain't what I say. is what he been saying. He is. I think one thing good about Donald Trump is he don't lie. As far as. His true horses. is how he feels towards people, because that man did not think he was going to win the presidency, and he was raw, and he kept it real. If he had thought he was going to win, I think he would have lied through the whole thing, but he just did this like a joke, a billionaire joke. What else did I have got to do? Let me run for president. And he just thought enjoyed all the the, the, the the attention and he just got crazy, made it, made the more crazier statements, the more he, the more everybody liked him the bolder he got. Folks, he did not think he was gonna win and that's what everybody is saying. They do not think he thought he was gonna win. So what you heard is what he feeling and now was strange and scary, brother Elishure and family and friends. The man is doing exactly as what he said. But what is going to happen, what's happening now? Are you familiar brother LSU about the bans he's putting out there, the gag orders? I'm very familiar with it. I'm very familiar with it. And this is why I was so distraught when I found out that I had friends and family members who actually voted for Donald Trump. And my question was, is that where were y'all at in the last 18 months? We just sleep? What happened? You know? And then that's when I realized this, and I'll say this, and to the effect that some of you may be offended when I say this, but it's time that people start addressing it. But a lot of people are just totally deceived. There are a lot of people who claim to be believers who are just walking around and just deception. And the Bible says it's going to be that way. When you got to the point about, well, if we're Israel, well, guess what? Let's take the fact that we could or could not be Israel, let's remove that from the equation. One thing I do know, and if they're listening to this show, that 80% of the people who are listening to this show believe in Elohim, God, however you refer to the creator of heaven and earth, and the one who is spoken of in the Chronicles in the Bible, they believe in him. And if they believe in him, how could you have the audacity, or how could you be so disillusioned to think that this country could celebrate, legislate, and they promote the
0: type of wickedness that it doesn't, and they do it in the name of God, and he says the first thing that you should not do is take my name in vain and
1: did not expect that judgment was coming somewhere soon. That's huh. it. I mean, you don't, to be no, you don't have to be pro-black, anything. You don't have to be Israel. You just got to believe in the Bible, and if you believe in the Bible, come on. We always, we always say, what, one actually creates a reaction. Let's be real about it. He's real. It's either we don't believe the Bible, or we're walking around in deception. We have been walking around under a cloud of delusion. Because there's no way that we could be biblically, spiritually conscious and look at the right and the direction our country has been going for the last 25 years And not expected that one day God will go say, "Hey, time to pay up, and y'all keep on using my name. You keep doing this in my name, in my name. People don't understand how important and that is the cost. I don't even want to go in that direction when we talk about the issue of what happens to you when you misrepresent His name. He'll put you in the grave for that." And we sitting up here talking about we are a nation founded on godly principles, but homosexuality is legal in your country. You are a nation founded on godly principles, but I can call your phone lines at any time of the day and access porn. You got LGB now part of the boy, a boy scout of America. Now I'm supposed to leave my child, eight or nine years old alone, with a bunch of homosexuals, and that's okay. Hell no, that's not okay. Because you're more prone to molest my child than the next person. Because 90% of them who are gay, that's why they're gay. Because somebody molested them, somebody discovered them, and somebody went in and took advantage of them. And now they are trying to prop and promote and push that lifestyle down our throats. And now we're having to build things what's acceptable. Right, right, and, 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 I, about and that's Christian what I tell a lot of them. Uh, and I'll call them brothers and sisters that chose that lifestyle. But in the work environment, I oft, every, I'm not, i am not—I don't say often, but I have in the past had conversation brother Elshua, And what I let them know is, most people that choose that lifestyle was abused. And nice. all of them, but most of them. So when you got a lifestyle based out, birth out of, prompt out of, abuse, how do you think that's normal? Why do you want rights for something, birth out of pain and, and and and? So we're talking about the church. He's he's already gotten started, brother LSU. Is talking about the church and sin and this choosing of Donald Trump. But I want to talk about the 62 million, because all of all of the 62 million wasn't the church brother Elushur. A lot of them Mm -hmm. is confused with what we call white supremacy. A lot of them, Dr. Tony Marshall, if I can switch gears really quick, really quick here, wrote a page called "Morning for Whiteness." Mourning for Whiteness, where Dr. Tony Morrison, is, she actually made the bold the declaration that Donald Trump won because whites did not want to let go of white privilege. And I'm going to read that a little bit later. But before I do that, Brother Ellis, you got to do the wrong. Now, you can finish your point here in a second. But I want you, whenever you finish your point, if, if you're not done, okay. to read. I got it. Deuteronomy 20, excuse me, Deuteronomy 4 and 25 through verse 31. Now, folks, listen to what Moses is saying Israel is to go through. Now, remember, verse 46, Deuteronomy 28 and 46, Moses says that these things is going to be upon Israel forever if they obey they'll be blessed as a nation if they disobey they'll be cursed as a nation he goes into details of what they would be what they would go through the pain they would go through the suffering they would go through if they disobey i mean it's so it's not any old people can can claim these these blessings or curses Okay, only Israel. And he said it's going to be upon you for a sign and a one and upon your descendants forever. 2017 is included in that. And one more time, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, talks about how if Israel obeys, certain things are going to be upon them forever. Certain blessings if they obey, they ain't just cursing, cursing, cursing. Blessings if they obey, blessings if they obey, and cursings if they do disobey now go ahead brother and read what you got remember even though this is ancient scripture it relates because moses said these things are going to be upon israel forever it, it just went for those ancient israelites a long time ago again 28 verse 46 makes it today when it says that these things will be upon your descendants forever go ahead okay and and, and to put this in the scripture in context also, I think you should quit saying ancient because it gives people the impression that these scriptures were applied to people who lived thousands of years ago, and they don't apply to us. These scriptures are prophetic. They speak directly to us. No, that's what I just said. That's exactly right I know. I know that's what you were saying. I want to make sure people understand that, that people, these scriptures speak more to us than their actual people who were under the sound of Moses' voice when he was saying it. Yeah, yeah. They apply and, more and, to us than they actually apply to them. When we read the, the prophets, uh, the prophets, when we read all the way from Isaiah all the way to Malachi, understand this people that when you read those scriptures, many of them do address issues and things and incidents that were taking place at the time in which they were arched. But remember, that's the nature of being prophetic. Eighty percent of it was progressing, was predicting what would come in the future. And so when Moses begins this whole chapter, he talks about He says, in the last days, when you have fallen away. In other words, he ain't saying if you fall away. (laughs) Moses is saying when you have fallen away. How do I know this? Because I'm I'm getting insight from the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, that lets me know that in the last days, when it comes to that point in time, you would have fallen away from the Most High, And this is what's going to come upon you, and this is why this is coming upon you. Uh, Deuteronomy 4:25, when thou shalt beget children, and children's children, and you should have remained long in the land, and should corrupt yourselves, and make a graven image of the likeness of anything, and should do evil in the sight of, of Yahweh thy Elohim to provoke him to anger. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that you shall soon utterly perish from off the land where until you go over Jordan to possess it. You should not prolong your days upon it, but it should, but shall utterly be destroyed. And Yahweh shall scatter you among the nations, and you shall be left with few in number among the heathen, whether, Yah- whether Yahweh shall lead you. And there shall you serve God's. The work of man's hands, wood and stones, which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. But if from this thou shalt seek Yahweh thy Elohim, thou shalt find him, and thou shalt seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. When thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to Yahweh, thy Elohim, and shalt be obedient unto his voice, Yahweh, thy Elohim, is a merciful Elohim. He is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee. He will not destroy thee. nor forget the covenant of thy fathers which he swore unto them. For so I ask now of the days that are past, which were before thee, since the day that Elohim created man upon the earth, and ask from the one side of heaven unto the other, whether there have been any such thing as this great thing, or hath he been heard like it? That ever a people hear the voice of Elohim speaking out of the midst of the fire, as thou heardest and lived it. <sighs> How far am I supposed to reach that? <laughs> 31. <laughs> but I'm not 31. No, I'm not, okay. I'm going to okay. kick it right, right back to you. I'm going to kick it right back to you. It's just that that last verse right there, it's like literally when we consider all that he's done for us as a people, all Absolutely. that we went through, we're just like our ancestors, our forefathers. He brought us out. When we were in segregation, we were living in
0: Bondage,
1: man. Our fathers and brothers were being lynched daily, openly. He brought us all through that, and what do these negroes do now? They back the hand and feed them. They degrade MLK like he was a heathen, like he did nothing to contribute to us. And we wonder why we understand that we're in. Mean, we done forgot who brought us over. And now we're looking, and I'm going to say this, and this is why these people voted for Donald Trump. And I guarantee you, I'm so right on this, I will put my life on it. You voted your pocketbook. You didn't vote the truth that was in your heart. Yep, that's it. And a lot of people call themselves Republicans now, which I don't really get into too, too much of this it's Republican or Democrats, but a lot of blacks, it's even Republican period, you know, it's all about finance. They think they're in a certain little class or something. But listen, that what you just read was profound and remember folks, I know some of y'all are probably saying go that was a long time ago, they don't relate to us again, Moses. Made it very clear latter-day. that these things are going to be upon Israel forever, forever, and ever. And blessings, the blessings, or curse. This is how you identify. Jews or Israelites or the people of God through these particular, particular behaviors, these particular blessings, it's a unique set of blessings for just Israel. Our unique set of blessings, excuse me, or a unique set of cursings to be on Israel. I don't know why people don't understand that's not just talking about long time ago, that's talking about. Today, 2017, Deuteronomy 28, 46 did it for me when it said, These will be upon your children and your descendants forever. That's what had me to see the light. But anyway, more importantly, I wanted y'all to see the scripture where the Father said, When you are oppressed, when these things become, when you distress, then will you call on me. Well, if Hillary would have got the presidency, which I, that's who I voted for. If I'd have got what I wanted and everybody else got what they wanted, where would be the urge, urgency for our people to turn? We're seeing these people get shot by policemen, and as horrific as it is, I don't see a, a push towards the father. Do you, Brother Ellis Shore? Nope. In that context, I don't sense it. I don't see it. Everybody's crying out for justice. Everybody's appealing to the legal system. But from the beginning of these, and I come to this thing where my heart is burdened and heavy tonight, as you already know, Brother Seth, I lost my nephew last night, about 9.30 this time last night. Uh, oh, somebody yeah. followed him for thousand dollars he work. Again. And he got out the car and made it to the front door, and somebody shot him three times in the back. And he died right there at the front porch of his grandmother's house. And I already know that Nine times out of ten, it was a black man who pulled the trigger. And so, you know, uh, I already know that, that this does not move us. I don't understand why we've become so insensitive that it does not move us to cry out to God. You know, I mean, literally, when we look at this city alone, it's, it, we're so quick to forget. This used to be the murder capital of the United States of America. It was called murder work. Uh, my mother lives in, in Eastwood, only a block or two from just a spray home. I used to go down the street and I'd walk to the store to be on a Saturday, and that man would be doing five or six funerals a day. And nobody over the age of 25 or 30 years old would be put in the ground. And so we have become so insensitive to our own tragedy, to our own um, oppression. We've just become insensitive to it. So, my brother, you're right on point. Is that literally, if Hillary would have voted, you know, Hillary Hillary and Bill and them, they do that kill you softly. You know, they, they enact legislation, just like Obama did. So I know a lot of y'all think Obama was heroes. But be aware that Obama made a lot of executive legislators put a lot of executive orders, so that now Donald Trump can come in and basically inform and, 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 and function as a despotic monarch. And if you don't know what that means, that's what never could never was. That means whatever I say, go. I mean, literally, it's, I can't believe that we didn't see this coming.
0: Well, this is Hitler
1: we have now, and he acts just like Hitler. Hitler was very well liked. People don't even really forget that. People have forgotten that Hitler was one of the most. He was democratically elected. He was extremely well liked, and the man is doing the same thing that Hitler did. And 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 Obama provided the foundation for it with all the executive orders. That means now he can go in, and he does not have to answer to the Congress people. He doesn't have to answer to the Senate. That's what that's what executive order is about. He is now the executive in charge. He is the dictator of the United States of America. Well, let me so ask you this real quick. Sent- Look, yes, sir. Let, let me let me ask you this. Okay. Since you brought up Obama, I I that's the, I I voted for him for sure, and I still think he did a good job despite those missteps. Now you were saying because he used that executive order, used that executive order, used that executive order, that that set the stage for Trump. That that was something that was always there. What do you mean by Turn that? Up, said, Ronnie, no, what they what they did the executive order was normally traditionally used only in time of war when we were in war at another nation or another nation had declared war on us. And therefore, in the safety and the best interest of the union, the president has the right to, in other words, claim executive order for certain measures. In other words, he had to get a Senate or a Congress vote to say, okay, uh, Europe just bombed us and we're going to retaliate tonight. No, he doesn't have to wait till in the morning to get the vote from the Senate and the Congress. No, he can call retaliation right now and speak to his, his 5 side general and tell them attack. Now here's the thing about it is that there were now more orders that have been created and designed over the last eight years, which gives the presidency the kind of power that makes them a despot. And what people keep, and what we keep on falling for, is thinking that the Democrat and Republican that was nothing more than a tool, simply used to set to divide the people, so that you could deceive them and have them the impression of thinking that they're participating in the democratic process. They're not. Donald Trump and President Obama are on the same team. And the first, and the sooner sort of we begin to understand and realize that these people are not working in our best interest, they're working in the best interest of what is what's best for them. For Donald Trump, he's now going to use the executive orders in a way that he cannot be imposed in his efforts. Well, really, on hold on. He can't when you say work for them, yes. work for them. Uh, what do you mean by work for them? Where it relates to Obama? Obama wasn't a rich guy. He wasn't a billionaire. He uh, still ain't no billionaire. I mean, he's a millionaire. He's probably worth, I think, it was like maybe fifteen million now. Whereas he went in like worth like t- two or three million. So I don't. What do you mean work? I think what you mean working for the New World Order is that my helping you out there. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. When I say when I say here's the thing about it, Henry is a globalist. Anytime you hear the word globalist or globalization. Think New World Order. Donald Trump is a nationalist. A nationalist is a person who is more associated with ethnicity of saying that, therefore, we're great. So, therefore, we have an isolationist principle that America is supreme and that it's governed by white men. That is what Donald Trump is about. He makes make no mistake about that. That's what his, his advisors promote. That's what he has stated. That's what his life has been about, and that's what he believes. He believes in the wealthy, rich, white boy. But even his system and what he wants to do and what he is going to run into is he's gonna to be subjected to those globalists because the globalists run the day. Remember, it was the globalists that killed John F. Kennedy. When John F. Kennedy started making mention that he was going to shut down the the the, the, uh, the treasury, oh, they said he got to go. He's talking about messing with our money. When John F. Kennedy said that there is a secret society, a government behind the government called the Illuminati, and it will and it has to be addressed, and it will not function in this presidency. Within months, John F. Kennedy was dead. And so just like John F. Kennedy – well, not like Jeff Kennedy, but just like Hitler was a nationalist, so is Donald Trump. He believes in the way of white men. He is literally – he's actually subservient to the globalist, which is the New World Order. That's Hillary. Don't think Hillary was the the better side of a different coin, because this is what we fail to realize. In in the United States of America – see, these schools are not educating people. Because if they educated people, then we would know this, we would understand this come politics come come election time. It says that guess what? When they gave us Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton as an option, do you know we have the right to say no? We reject that. Send us two more candidates. Right. But this country, these people have become so Elementary, and their and, and, and the thinking. Because we have a media that is co- that is on a campaign, has on a campaign for like the last twenty years to dumb down the population. We're more concerned with watching videos on YouTube or, or watching uh, the Home Shopping Channel or watching, you know, this reality show, rather than being aware of what's going on. Because guess what? There's a problem. They know you can manipulate the people when people become so preoccupied. With all the superficial stuff that they're not concerned with the things that matters most. So that's why they know they can go in and do that, and that's just what they're doing. Again, to answer your question, is that Obama? He did not create the concept of executive order. Did he is he exploited it? The concept of executive order, and he signed new legislations that gave more options for executive order for the president. So that the president that came and behind him. Guess what? The next time you have a ride in the street, an ethnic ride in the street, they're going to come in us, and they're going to come in upon us like Gustavo, like we are foreign combatants from a different nation. Well, and they're going well, to you, you, oh, you actually this, is, it is on point here. Let me just say this, because I don't know if you know this but did you know that the, the president? And again folks, don't you just tune in, you listen to uh, another special show by uh, Five Smooth Songs, this is a special show, not our family show that we normally do this is a special show we do every other week and uh, tonight we're talking about Trump uh, Trump, Trump uh, how he's drawing confusion, anxiety fear, panic, worldwide and we're going to be talking about some solutions, you know God's people is never, ever going to be defeated, God has a, 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 a prepared a place for us, he is to pair the table in the, in the presence of our enemies if we trust and obey him. If we follow him, we don't have to worry. But we are commanded to know the signs of the time. This show tonight is just simply that. Helping you understand the signs of the time. The brothers talking about the New World Order, and I know he's shocking some of you because of y'all y'all a lot like I am. We liked Obama. Yes, we did. And we liked that black couple. Yes, we did. But he's just talking about some realistic things about the powers that be that run our country and our world on uh, the national level, but again, behind all of this is the hand of the Most High, and I don't believe that that man would have gotten in. I've had a change of heart, those of you just tuning in, uh, Yeah, family, uh, y'all heard me been saying for the last month that I don't think God wanted that man in that office. Well, I've changed. I have a change of heart. I do believe that it was God's pick for, yes, yes, I'm saying it, I do believe that it was God's pick for Donald Trump to win. But I don't think it's because he's righteous. I don't think he's got good ideas. I don't think the father chose him because of what the right-wing churches are saying on TBN and Daystar, I don't think it's because of nothing good. I think the Father has other plans for Trump and I think, I know a lot of y'all may have issues with this, but you just got to study your Bible and you'll understand what I'm about to say. The Father have used all types of wicked kings and pharaohs to chastise his people, to bring them to a place where they will cry out to him. And once we as earthly beings with this will that He has given us, cry out to Him. We activate a law He has promised that when we cry out, that the brother just read Deuteronomy 20, excuse me, Deuteronomy 4, uh, verse 25 to 31. He just got through reading that when. The, the Moses said that when you go, through, when you distress Israel, then you will call out to the Father, and then He will answer. What well, many of you are saying, and I have to say this, brother, because people just tuning in, many of you might say, "Well, that's old scriptures; that's for old ancient Israel." But Deuteronomy twenty verse forty-six talks about how these blessings or curses. The same thing ancient Israel went through, no matter what scripture you're reading in the Old Testament, folks, those people were to repeat and to repeat and to repeat and to repeat. This is why we say we are one of those lost tribes, because we're living out prophecies, prophecies. I count over 300 prophecies that African Americans live out just as though we're the ancient Israelites, so that's another show. We're not going to talk so much as to how we know we Israel, but we are going to look at verses like uh, the Book of Amos, uh, chapter three, verse two, where it says, "Of all the nations of the earth, Israel, you have I known. Therefore, I will punish you for all your transgressions." Now, let me just say this real quick. A lot of people are very astute in the scriptures, of Brother Elishua, and they don't like to hear words curse. They don't like to hear words judgment because they're saying, "Wait a minute, Christ have come." And I want you to hit that a little bit if you could, but let me just say this really quickly, quickly, quickly. If you in your house... Chose to obey the Father and to keep His commandments. The Bible constantly declares that there's no weapon formed against you that is going to prosper. But I want to talk about a man that came to this earth in less than thirty seconds. He was the most powerful being ever to step foot on this earth, and he healed the sick, raised the dead. His name is Yeshua. Some of you know him as Jesus. Came. He was a powerful man. His nation, however, was in captivity. He mourned often for his nation, and when he left, his nation was still in captivity. So you're going to mourn for your nation. I don't care how obedient you and your house is, and you may be blessed financially, physically, spiritually, may have health. You're going to mourn for your nation. So tonight is about a nation, not so much you and your family. So don't get scared when we say words like curse and judgment. If, If you're obedient and really seeking the Father's heart, there's nothing for blessings coming your way. But you've got to spread this news as to our nation. We've got to turn to the Father. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people. if my people, which are called by my name. There's only one nation called by his name. No other nation was called by his name. There were 70 nations in Genesis 10. Now one of them was called by his name. For anybody that's trying to claim their scripture, that's not talking to you. That's talking to Israel. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves pray, Seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Then we hear from heaven. Folks, listen. That is the solution for him to hear from heaven. Hear, our cry. Hear, our cry. Heal our land. Bring us. Heal our. Heal our homes. So Trump is is about to act a fool. Family, according to prophecies, according to when God has put wicked people like Trump in office, they act a fool. They oppress God's people. Already, it's not so much what Trump is doing. He's sending a message, Brother Elishua, to all these white supremacists all over our nation. And they are wreaking havoc already, folks. Some of y'all, you know, like my wife. She don't like to read. I'm not putting on the bus. She just likes to keep her mind free of a lot of this, and I understand that. So she don't know about a lot of this like some of you. But I'm telling y'all. It's already happening. The police forces are it's getting the, 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 the okay, open season. I don't mean to confess nothing bad. I really believe in watching your confessions and watch what you say. You are what you speak and all these things. I believe in that. But we are supposed to tell the truth. It's already out the bag. He's already putting out this clarion cross so to speak, Take our nation back. Make it white again. This is what's going on, folks. I wish I could say, it's not quite that bad. It is that bad. And it's going to get rough for our people. The only thing I have to say to our people is return to the Father. We've got to turn to him because right about now, I don't, this, this machine is just getting bigger and bigger. And, again, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to make it all gloomy. I, I'm telling you, it's as good as it is. Again, those of you that serve the most, High, you don't have no worry. He's going to take care of you. But you're going to have to live, listen to his voice, and it's going to be a daily thing. We have to. I want you to just, just give him a little bit. What are your feedback on what I just said? Well, Quite a bit. Um, I would say this. uh, I'm really curious. I know you're gonna do this (laughs) shortly. I'm really curious to feel questions and comments from the people because I really would like to know. In regards, you know, we can always, you know, we do surveys. um, You know me, I do my statistical research and everything, but it's always good to talk with people, find out what people at what they're thinking, what their hearts, what their sentiment is. But I will go right into this one thing that you said, and this, this, is, a, this is a thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you talked about Daystar, TBN, uh, the information that's coming from them and their support of Donald Trump. I almost want to say that it is a shame that we as a people, the most religious people in America, black people, have been going to church as long as we have been, have been reading the Bible as long as we have been, have been understanding God's word to the degree and to the extent that we do, and that it wouldn't have appalled us for a Christian television network to get up and have preachers and ministers and come on that stage and imply that Donald Trump is a righteous man because he's in the presidency. That's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard because of all their choosing of someone to all of a sudden crown as the new king, Donald Trump, by his own admission, is anything but a man who will be declared and decreed according to the word of God as righteous. I think that's the height of hypocrisy. But here's my problem with it. My problem is not that it's the height of hypocrisy and it's made so manifest and evident for us to see, it's the fact that we continue to endure it and we don't oppose it. And that says to me, we've been seduced. It's like we're drunken. We're in a state of stupor, and we can't shake ourselves to see that, wait a minute, we're in a... Land of captivity Among oppressors And everything is constructed for our destruction And we keep thinking The people who are the author And who are behind doing this Is our friend And the Bible says clearly To be wise The devices of Satan It says that even Satan Will masquerade his ministers His servants As ministers of righteousness of life. No, 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 no. That yes, that, but no, I will go to the scripture. I had to leave a different room, so i put another phone in there for a minute. But when I get back to the computer, I will pull up the scripture out of Corinthians that it says ministers of righteousness. And you have to understand that if you're ministering righteousness, that means that you're ministering the new creation life through Jesus Christ. I'm like, you have to understand why the world looks at us and thinks that we're totally fools especially the black church because they say we have more problems than anybody in this nation, but we're more religious and more committed and more supportive to the church than anybody in this nation. They say, how can you serve this God, the God of your oppressors, and you keep coming up with oppression after oppression. You don't get no relief. Every time they give you relief, they come back a few years later and do something twice. As the scripture well, says, make you twice the child of the devil, brother Elshur. So that's Second opinion. Chronicles, the Second Corinthians, eleven and fifteen. And I'll read that real quick, just so folks know you ain't making up stuff. It is not surprising then if his servants talking about Satan. Well, let's start at verse fourteen. Second Chronicles, eleven and fourteen and fifteen. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. What does that mean? It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerades as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. That was NIV. hmm
0: uh-huh.
1: And when you read now, in the King James it says ministers of righteousness. Okay, let's do that. But uh I want to say this because this is what's happening, folks. This is very complicated. Very uh, believers are believers. They are trying a lot of them are just to see, but you know, most of the time they're trying to do what's right, and they are trusting these ministers and they hear something they're in their spirit. But a lot of them don't have confidence to go with that, and they trust the TBNs and the PTLs. I mean, TBNs and the days over there, which have some man of God on there. I will say that, and I've been blessed and set free by a lot of the programming. But there's a lot of deception. Going on, folks. I'm telling you now. Watch what they use. Um, they use. Well, listen to me. They use the fact that Trump was against abortion. Trump was against abortion. Trump was against abortion, and he was against gay rights. Now they use those two things to put people in office. And let me just say this really quick. And I want Brother be show because he's on a roll. And um, <laughs> folks, it don't matter if you for abortion or not. Bush was against abortion. Did he shut it down? Did he stop it? Did he slow it down? Tell me who was against abortion, and I'll tell you for sure that they didn't slow it down or stop it. Now, while I'm against abortion as well, and I think it should be something you should look at when you talk about a candidate, it really is one of those things you don't have a lot of power. I would be more interested in whether or not they're racist, because Trump, again, he may not come to your door and do anything to you, but he he's already, and he's doing it even now, Are y'all keeping up with the news that you're watching, this man is constantly sending out signals and messages, this is our nation, we're taking it back. And when they say take it back and make America white again, I don't know, we're black folk finding within their, their mind to wear a T-shirt saying making America great again. How can people be that even, but you can't. you can't... Beat them up too much because ignorance. I'm ignorant of some things, so I don't want to pick on them too much. But folks, our people are out here wearing shirts sure talking about making America great again. If they, these people talk about making America white again, go do research on a guy named Steve Bannon, and you will be done. Family and friends, white and blacks, because there's a lot of whites that could be listening to me. I know people listen. Listen to me. Uh, Five Smooth stones. Is we got all kind of people. So I'm, I'm, this is to everybody, not just to black. But, Brother Alshur, I want to give me one more minute. I want to say one more thing. Speaking of the whites that are listening, I do want us to talk about before long about Naomi, and I'm gonna read her. uh, uh, Not Naomi, but um, 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 Tony Morrison' paper she wrote about mourning for whiteness. Y'all gotta check that out. Oh my goodness, she is saying the whole purpose of this man winning this election is because whites are fearing. That white privileges will be taken away. They will no longer be able to enjoy white privilege in America. And it's profoundly true. It's profoundly true. That is the fear with all of this uh, multiculturalism, people mixing. The clans, the white supremacist number one fear is white genetic annihilation. I've been telling the family, uh, Ella Shorten, I want you to take the mic now, I've been telling my family about a woman by the name of Frances Chris Wilson, Dr. Frances Chris Wilson, but her whole life she had been talking about this. It's about white Genetic annihilation. They see these numbers. They know they're going to be a minority, and they're not going out with a fight. Is what Dr. Tony Morrison was saying. I'll read that a little later. But Brother you'll go ahead and finish your point and comment on anything I just said. Then I want to switch gears and talk about that paper.
4: As well, well as white,
1: to... as well as our white brothers and sisters that are not trusting God and, and uh, preserving them, or uh, not that they, not that white skin need to be preserved, or black skin, we just gotta love one another, in whatever color we wind up. Fine, but there is major. This is a major, major issue among white supremacists is being genetically annihilated. And I know I keep talking, but I gotta just say this: it's, it's like bubbling to me. I got just give me a minute, brother. I'm telling y'all, family and friends. You got to ask yourself, I'm telling you, whites, some whites, really is concerned about being annihilated. It is a reality, people. (laughs) It's a reality. The mixing that's going on—they're not having—they're not having babies. They're not keeping up with African Americans and, and other minorities. White families are smaller. Then you got the homosexuality that slows them down even more among their uh, people. Among—if I can call them a people—because I don't believe a white is a people or a black, but. Uh, this is a concern, and this is the number one thing behind something called the alternative right. Now, y'all know about the left wing. Y'all know about right wing. But have you ever heard of alternative right? Well, that's what Steve Bannon is all about, the alternative right. And their number one goal is to keep America right, I promise you. Go ahead, Brother Elishua. Well, again, in regards to Christianity and a church, and I always make a distinction between the church and Christianity, Um, There are many people who are listening And there are many people in America (laughs) Who claim Christianity Um, You're just using a generic term It's really not a description of your relationship with the Father There are people who are born again, spirit filled, love the Lord With all their heart, soul, and mind and body They come under the banner of Christianity because it's all they've ever known They haven't been taught anything different And and therein lies the problem is what people are being taught. And, again, it's is a generic term, and I have to make that distinction because I don't want people to get offended and saying, well, this brother is against the church. I'm not against the church, church. I'm not against the church. No way, no way. The, the fact that church is the pillar, of ground, pillar and ground of all living truth. Any truth that does not find its source originating from there is not truth. So don't get the impression that I'm against the church. But I'm against an, a religious institution that was formed in the third century that is now coming to harvest in this experience that we call America. Because remember, these same preachers who are now embracing Donald Trump told you 10 years ago that this was a Christian nation and that this nation was based and founded and based upon on, on biblical principles. But when you search into that, you find out that that's not actually the case. And the fact is that it's not a matter of what you say. It's what you do. It's what
4: you do. And,
1: Seth, you just hit on the crust of the problem because all these problems evolve out of fear, out of fear of losing position, losing one's welfare, losing one's status. Uh, All of these come out of fear, even us as a people just the fear for our own welfare and for our safety in a country that has always proven to be hostile to us, you know? And and so all this comes out of fear. And when we were talking about what goes on with Daystar and TVN, uh, I watch a few shows on that show probably every day on those channels. But for the most part, those channels are just like other television. They are nothing but nothing more than propaganda machines. For the ideology of white supremacy. Now, break that down. Now, hold on a second. Now, I'm trying to think like a lot of older people listen to you, and mm -hmm. show after show after show is a blessing to them. Now, -hmm. again, there's a lot of older people listening, and I know they're thinking, because show after show after show after show is a blessing to them. When you make the statement about white supremacy, you got to break that just a little bit. Now, well, let's, let's let's address older people and why show after show is a blessing to them. And let's not, you know, let us let, not give us, give ourselves and cater ourselves to its and yours. Let's just address the truth because therein lies a part of the problem too. Because for a lot of people, I'm 55 years of age. I think you are a few months older than me, and I was raised by my grandparents, and I honored them to the day that they died. And I continue to honor them. I honor my living mother today. But back then, there ain't a lot of great deal of the problem. When we get old, are we looking for is security? But you don't understand that they know one day that they're going to die off. The question is, what kind of world are they leaving? Because I the guarantee you're not living the world the same way that their parents and their grandparents left them. As a result of coming out of segregation, we thought heaven was incorporating the American dream. We thought, as a matter of fact, if you go through Christianity and you listen to what comes out of the pulpits, because a lot of it's nothing more than self-help motivational teaching anyway, And we think that the objective of our salvation is to become Americanized and to achieve and realize the American dream when we've been called (laughs) to reach out and save a lost and dying world who's going to hell every day. You are not called to be security. You become spoiled living in this nation. There are people who are losing their lives every day because they stand on the ground and principle of truth. And here we are, a Christian nation, and homosexual marriage is legal in our nation. Where are you at, church? Look like you've been asleep, and you've been in a deep sleep. And he said, while man slept, the enemy, the enemy. Because remember, it was Christianity that brought us in the banner of slavery. It
2: says, while man slept, the enemy came in
1: and sowed terror among the, of script, the The twisting of scripture, white supremacy infused in the gospel I, 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 in that Christianity. Go ahead. You're right. Yes, and that's, and that's why i said that TVN and Daystar are nothing more than not extensions of the propaganda machine that's promoting the ideology of white supremacy. And we know that, and we need to quit acting like we don't know that. So the thing is, is that many of us are still following, and we're still sceptics, and become victimization to the self hatred of being in a nation and a culture that's inundated with white supremacy.
4: Because we now, think, you know, what? In yes, order, let me just a second. Hold that
1: train of thought. I want to hop in here real quick and say this. when you use the phrase white supremacy. Folks, I just want to remind everybody in two weeks I'm going to do a show on white supremacy. I'm going to talk about white supremacy in a way y'all never heard. When I get to talk about white supremacy, you're going to see everybody in this country almost as a white supremacist, including me. God showed me I was. It's a standard. It's just simply a philosophy that white is better, white is smarter, white is better in any way. If you believe, uh, there are blacks that are some of the biggest white supremacists in the world. Am I right? Uh, yes, I mean, they are. they are some of the biggest. We, I mean, if there's teenagers, black teenagers, white supremacists. There's black children. Now, when I say white supremacists, we don't mean their whole life is devoted. We mean they say they have white supremacist thoughts. They have white supremacist philosophies. They're not a white supremacist per se. And even white people, I'm not gonna call them a white supremacist per se. They'll they they believe in philosophies of white supremacy. For instance, real quickly, good hair, bad hair. If you if you start laughing at your hair and saying it's not this, it's not that, look at my black self and you making fun of you making fun of other kids. That behavior is birthed out of white supremacy. Who told you you had big lips? Who told you that you had kinky hair? That teaching come straight from racist, and our children believe it, and they spit it out at the other children, and other children, of course, feel bad and hurt and harmful. That is a white supremacy. That's practicing white supremacy, if we all do it. When I get to talk about this and how God delivered me and is still delivering me, it's going to shock us. I'm telling this brother's on to something. He just ain't going to a deep because he can't really, this show. But when he say white supremacy is throughout all those shows, we can break that down to some of these good shows where you're really getting blessed in a lot of ways. But there's white supremacy all throughout the show, you know. You know, just now it's, uh, we barely... It's, that they start letting us preach. It used to be black people just come on there and sing. You know, for many years Jimmy Swaggart had black people just come on and sing. Singing, Charlie. I mean, you know, they just—it's there, folks. It's there. The Bible is there. The scriptures are there. The word is there too. But a lot of white supremacy, white images, TBN will not take those white images down in their studio. They know better. That's white supremacy. Here's a, here's a, here's a good example. Here's a good example. Let's look at the movie entertainment industry. Uh, for years, Seth, you know, I used to say, uh, every time Oprah Winfrey come out with a movie, she's come out with these old slave narratives and I don't do them slave narratives. Now it's amazing. Twelve years of slaves, uh, The Butler. <laughs> these movies make serious dollars at the box office. Serious dollars. And all of those movies were the narrative of our oppression, of us being subservient and us all of a sudden manifesting character up under the weight of our servitude to white people. And we went to those movies. We go to the Madeira's movies and we go to comedies. But the first time a movie was actually made, and I don't know how many decades, that chronicled our narrative of our revolting against our oppression, none of us showed up, basically. What was that? Literally, poll the people in your audience and, and ask them, how many movies, how many people went to go see Birth of a Nation? Well, I didn't go see it, but it ain't because I didn't got around to it. But anybody, y'all heard it, brother? No, but that's wanna... significant. Well, let, let, well, let me say this one, but The reason I brought that up because that's a significant point. Because all these other movies, they chronicle and they highlight our oppression and our being servitude abundant. And the first time a movie came out, when well, we revolted against that, and it showed the truth, the facts, on how our preachers were told by slave masters to preach certain verses out of the scriptures that were accommodating to slavery, racism, and white supremacy. And that's what our preachers would talk. Well, remember, those same white men were also the professors of the seminaries that many of the men who pastor the churches today, that's what they attended. And somehow we thought that that cycle, what many of us were ignorant to, we were never even aware that that concept, that that was a reality of our experience in slavery, that literally that we had slaves who actually had callings on their life, giftings, to preach and teach the word, but yet the slave master basically gave them the margin of scripture that they could speak from and actually used them and exploited them, and that's how we got the whole thing called the circuit preacher, is because they would take that preacher from one plantation to the next plantation and preach the subservience of black people, of slaves, to their masters. Wow. And somehow we and somehow we we felt, we like what, what we didn't think that they were innovative enough to modernize that now and apply that in a different way to keep us also subservient to our masters. Think about it. Christianity is always it, it doesn't tell the whole story of the Bible about soldiers, or people of oppression. It That's says no, like you came on and said these are things that we're supposed to be confessing. Well, the reason you do that and the reason you have a conscience of that is because you were part of the faith movement. But while you were a part of the faith movement, there were other black people who were part of the what they would call black theology movement. And understanding that there were people like the Israelites who were under the oppression of the Egyptian captivity, and they used their faith to throw off the shackles of captivity. We have got to get to the root of this thing, this whole religious thing, and this thing with the church, and put it in its correct perspective. Because the problem with it is what's being taught in these pulpits, and that's why these people are so confused. They say, well, "Wait a minute, if Donald Trump is God's will, how do we reconcile that if he's an evil, corrupt man?" Well, then that's why I said you have to spend three hours on the show and explaining that. Because guess what? Ninety-nine percent of these people are not being taught that every Sunday when they go to church. And now this is yeah. where it gets real sticky. Oh I'm real problem. I'm the last one. I'm in. This way it gets real sticky because then they say, wait a minute. Uh, you know, what Should we leave the church? Should you know, you should we rebel against the pastors? No. I'm telling you to do the word of God. The Bible says that the people of Berean were more noble than those at Thessalonica and that they searched the Scriptures to see if the things that the apostles was teaching were so. Now, remember, these apostles had been with Jesus himself for three and a half years, but yet those Bereans were still challenging them and questioning them on the scriptures and making sure that what those apostles were teaching was lining up with the truth of the scriptures, was lining up with the law. We don't do that anymore, and then we complain. But the reality is that whatever the destiny may be in this nation, and I would really say this, that all things I've heard from God or prayed and asked God about Donald Trump, I really don't ask him much of anything about Donald Trump. Most of it has come by his initiation. I listen. And this is what I would say towards Donald Trump. He is not going to make it through the whole presidency. Things are going to get that bad. But, again, go back to this point and this, and this, and that, and that is, again, We've got to address this and quit running from this, because there are people trying to do catch-up work that work should have talked that already should have been done. The fact is that we can't, we can't decipher in a black church the difference between racism and white supremacy, and that you have to be <clears throat> explained that. That's a problem, because wow. they should know that. That's a problem, wow. because it's in the I've got to say something on that. Listen, folks, listen. I'm going to tell y'all something about this brother here. He's kind of loud. You hear me loud, ain't he? This brother love, love people. This brother right here love people, okay? This brother right here has a love for the church that is pure. He went to ORU, and he saw the church inside of this brother prays in tongues. You probably never thought that brother have a serious prayer life that could be envied by most Christians. He prays a lot. He don't even know I was going to do this. But uh, he's rough tonight. He's rough. And I can know some of y'all saints is like, I don't know. He's just so, you know, I heard him say, damn, you know, he's rough. This is what's coming. This is what's coming. I'm tired of saying so many of our pastors and churches. They mean well. I give them points. They do mean well. But this scared type of minister that just don't want to get involved in nothing, it seems like the church people, to me, is the most uninformed people around. It's like the Muslims know more about what's going on than our church people. And I understand it's depressing to be keeping up with Illuminati and one world government and secret societies and all that. You know, but folks, if you don't, y- y- y'all the one, the church is the one. And brother, I want y'all to finish, but I just got to hit this real quick. Folks, family, friends, if you are in Christ, you are the ones with the atomic bomb, you are the ones with the sharpshooters. Some of y'all praying in tongues, some of y'all are, are, are using the gifts of the Spirit, and You got all that power But you don't even know What's going on It's almost like being in a Vietnam war And you got Tanks with you You got bombs with you, hand grenades with you And y'all down the street And and, and then other soldiers over there Fighting, dying like flies I have never I never understood Why is it Christians Is the most ignorant people About just Life, as far as what's going on. The Bible talks about how Daniel then was wise in all wisdom. What does that mean? They were sharp. We're supposed to know what's going on. We're supposed to take these weapons we got and rule. And I'm stepping on my own toes because my wife on me all the time, but not wanting to be in management and different jobs I've been on stuff, and stuff, in different positions, different organizations I've been in. And she thinks I should always be in management. And I'm one of the ones that shone for management. The last thing I want to do is tell somebody what to do. But really and truly, when you have the, the Spirit of God and you have wisdom and you know a little about what the scriptures are saying, you are the ones that are supposed to be leading. How dare the church get it so confused that Donald Trump. Is a righteous man. Now, I do think, again, those of you that came in late, I told you three days ago, I got to change your heart. I do believe it was God's will for Trump to be president. Now, some of you probably say, wait a minute, if you believe he's God's will, Brother Seth, for him to be president, why are you knocking the church for voting for him? I believe that the church should vote for whatever's candidate is closest to godly morals and let God bring about Trump the best way he can. Let God make his will happen best way he can. God has all kind of ways to get Trump there without that religious right vote. So I don't I'm not gonna ever say we should have voted for him. He said, but wait a minute, you say it's his will well, if it's his will, we should have voted for him. I believe that the world should have voted for him. whoever way God wants him in there, I think we should always be caught doing what is right. And that man have showed over and over and over, he's a racist, and I just cannot believe and see the church uh, putting him there. Now, I do believe that God wanted him there and is going to use him, but not because of anything good, not because of no morals he got, not because he's tired of big government, because Trump might be somebody he's tired of uh, Clinton and and how business is using all this stuff, but the, the Clintons didn't send a clarion cry of white supremacists that shook the whole nation and, and, and banning Muslims and, and banning seven nations of, of, of Muslims. The clans didn't do all of that, even with their business as usual approach to government. Donald Trump is going to cause more evil than the clans did eight years. I mean, you know, I mean, folks, I'm telling y'all, we had better start praying More right now, but it's just not no time to be on Satan's turf because these people want their country back and their messages went out to the police stations and in all law enforcement and any type of law enforcement, it is not the time now to be dancing with them. Because these people are, it's, they just got this. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's, they're encouraged. They're strengthened. They're. They used to feel under Obama and 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 previously under Clinton that they was bad. It was always guilt, guilt, guilt. Because everybody would meet would be talking about you know diversity. Well, now that Trump has come, that's that's the end of the whole diversity thing. That's not the talking no more. The talk now is white power, getting your country back. Taking us back to where it used to be. That's worth the course right now, folks. Go ahead, brother LSU. I know you got some on that. And I think we lost him. Uh, hopefully he'll call back. I see where the I got a little reminder saying we just lost him. But anyway, and he'll call back. But while brother LSU is calling back, I'm gonna take a little break. A well-deserved break here, and uh, I'm enjoying this. I hopefully y'all are enjoying this as much as I am. I'm really enjoying this. We'll be right back. Oh, my goodness. I knew this was going to get that way, but we ain't even touched the surface. I got something for y'all coming up. I'm serious. I got something for me. We have yet to read Tony Morrison's letter by Weitz uh, in um, uh, this whole movie. Of, of fear among our white brothers and sisters that their white privilege is going to be taken away. And that's what I really think this is all about. I mean, that's the big elephant in the room. Whites fear, fear, worry, fear. They come into the minority, fear. Diversity is killing their numbers. They're going to become uh, an extent, uh, extinct. Uh, they, they're worried about being annihilated, genetically speaking. You know, I keep telling everybody, white people are going to be around. They just might not look white. They just will look more grandkids gonna live. They got great great grandkids gonna live. They just want to be white. But there's some that want the white look to not die. And that's when we get into sin. I'm talking our white brothers and sisters. When you get when you're part of programs to preserve white skin, you cannot have that unless you sin. Unless there is sin. We'll talk about that after this short break, folks. I'm telling you, you want to stay tuned. We got some for you. Be right back. I go Checking us out. Uh, you're listening to Five Smooth Stone. we got a special episode tonight where we're talking about Trump, his decisions, how he's drawn drawing confusion, anxiety, fear, panic, worldwide. And we're talking about solutions tonight. Solutions. What do we do about it? What do we do about this? So tonight we're talking to Brother Elishua, and uh, many of you know him from Israel now, Uh, Many of you know him from various blog shows. He's been actually a guest on this show uh, a few times. And uh, that's what's happening. And he's been doing a very good job just talking about uh, just a lot of things. New World Order and uh, the church. The church, the church. He's really hard on the church. I will give you that. But, folks, church is the most powerful institution on the planet. There is nothing on the planet more important more powerful than the church I'm going to say it again The church is the most powerful institution On the face of the earth They have more money They have more power They have more insight as to how the world is They have more There's nothing Corporations, all of them combined Can do not have more money than the church I know y'all don't believe that Church is powerful I'm talking about when I say the church I'm talking about Catholicism. all Catholicism uh, Listen, remember this Rich people go to church, and when I say they got more money if if Bill Gate's heart is truly for god the the church have him and his money. That's what I mean by they have more money they have more they got people they got resources, but more important they have they have the Father. And they have his his will, and they can get the Father involved in anything that they declare as one voice to do. They have the authority to curse and to bless and to cast out devils, and, and they have God's spirit working. There's nothing close to the church. Now, you take the same institution, you brainwash them. You get them into secret societies, the church start talking about the Catholicism. And they start hiding information, painting uh, statues black that are white. Start rendering Pope uh, Urban the second. You know, um, well, I mean, well, can't think of the Pope that commanded Michelangelo to, to 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 paint to change the the picture of the Lord's uh, supper, paint them all white. That's history, you know. Uh, The church is responsible for serious racism, the teaching that black skin was cursed, and just a bunch of lies, slavery, just a lot of lies and deception and wickedness. The Catholic church is deep, deep in. Was, is, and probably will always be. Well, that same powerful institution, if it's wicked, becomes the number one wicked place on the planet. Number one nothing is more wicked because of its potential. How much damage it can do when a minister look, put their hand and, and on you and, and, and say, Thus saith the Lord. Those words, any words that come after that can can mess up a whole life. The church is the most wicked institution on the planet if... They don't seek the Father. It's serious, folks. It is just that serious. So tonight, we've been talking about that church, that power that it has. And we've been trying to look at it and and try to figure out what's going on with Trump. Why are they now making him this righteous candidate? Trump is Trump. He says what he is. And I've watched them. you know, when he went to the church service on, on the day of the inauguration. And uh, I watched him, <laughs> I watched Trump try to be a good little Christian. And I remember when they would say, the preachers would, yeah, I remember the first day when he went to church, and they would say something, they would say amen. Everybody in the church would say amen. Donald Trump, your new president, was not, could not, did not say amen. What is wrong with that? Let me go to the phone line. It looks like we have a question or comment. Again, when we come to your family, uh, friends, whoever this is, just don't forget to give us your name and what location you are at. So let's go to the phone line. 708 seven zero eight nine zero three. Who am I speaking with?
5: This is your brother Gobayala, used to go by Gabriel Ben Nathan Yahu.
1: Oh, from Good to hear from you, brother. All the way from the wonderful city of Chicago. How are you doing, man?
5: Best, brother, best. No time, no head, my brother. Jack, I know,
1: uh, I know, Phelps. I know, man. It is so good. And, folks, just y'all, just bear with us here. This is one of the old callers of Five Smoothstones with several, quite a few, um, uh, uh, Brothers and sisters like him, and I just good to hear his voice all the way from Chicago. Uh, Again, a heavy supporter of Foz Muston. We still doing our thing, brothers, every other week. And uh, next week it'll be family, and then next week after that it'll be back to one of our public shows. But go ahead, we're talking about Trump tonight. Your president, your new president, uh, decisions he's making is drawing confusion, anxiety, fear, panic. What's your take on, on on this, brother?
5: Well, me personally, uh, it's a couple of points that I do agree with the homosexual marriage thing and um, abortion. But outside of that, there's a lot of things he's, he's, he's a tool that they use it to start this race world that the Bible speaks upon. So, no,
4: he's hello, on hello, job hello, hello, hello.
1: Hold on, you know I gotta, you know how I roll. Now, what do you mean the Bible speaks upon? I know there's supposed to be wars and different different types of war, but I don't remember seeing race war. Help me out.
5: Well, first of all, in the Bible don't never say race. When it's talking about uh, different national races, so to speak, or ethnicity, it's say nations. So each nation, each nation, according to Matthew chapter twenty-four, when Christ was asked what how the end of the days and such, he says nations should be against nation, that's a race war and kingdom versus kingdom. That's like America versus other countries. Okay. So now, I mean, first it was Obama. It was the to to, to row uh, so called white man into doing the things that he, he wanted to I mean, like uh get guns and stuff. You know what I'm saying? to arm up, so things like that is what we have to worry, not worry about, be aware of us.
1: Well, Brother Godwin, let me ask you, you know, I think, I don't know what age you are, but it don't really matter, because you've always been a wise man, you've always taught a lot of people that listen to us, so it, it's, including myself over the years, so let me ask you something. The brother and I was submitting to the people that we believe Donald Trump is supposed to be right where he's at. But not, we just have issues with people trying to make him out to be this Messiah now. I believe that he's supposed to be where he's at, but the Father is going to do to him and with him what he has done to wicked people throughout generations in the scriptures. He uses these wicked people to bring his people to their knees. And it's sad It's probably uninvited. A lot of people don't want to hear it, but it's scriptural. It's all kind of people throughout the Bible that, when Israel was disobedient, our young people, our old people, our churches—it don't look like we're gonna just really start crying out to God right about now. Just we're. You don't see a lot of miracles in the churches and a lot of healings and the presence and the power of God. It's not to say that people don't, it's not real. It's just that we are not pursuing God with any amount of fervency. You know, we're not, we're not pursuing him like we were when we saw shackles every day, beatings every day, hangings every day, black and white fountains, you know. So we feel like we are, have arrived. A lot of young people tell us, y'all talk too much about race, you know, thing, it like it was, you know. So, this is where our people is at, and they have trouble with this conversation right now. They don't think it's going to come to this. So, I believe this man was put there, and he is doing everything he is doing, and it's going to make it hard. Even if Trump don't knock on your door, Brother Gabriel, he is sending messages to white supremacists that it's your nation, it's your time, we're taking it back. And just that message alone is generating oppression for non-white people. You see the ban on seven nations of Muslims. But the seven nations
5: that he, he got seven nations, Arab nations that he uh, banned. So to speak. But the problem is, yeah. there's other nations like the Saudi Arabia, United America, UAE. I forget how to say I can't say it real well. So I'm just going to use UAE, it right yeah, UAE. You said it right. You said it right. And, and those are his business partners. He had Trump Plazas, not plazas, Trump Towers in those countries. That's the reason why he didn't ban those, because it's about business. The man saying, make America great again. When he, he considered America great, is when so called Negroes, Hispanics, and such, was subservient to the so-called white man. So that's when America was great in his eyes. And truth be told, he's for all for Israel. Most people don't know. His his actual paternal last name should be, or a surname, to be drunk. He is Jewish. That's why his his, his daughter married a Jewish man, because she was already Jewish. So that's why he's in league with with uh. Israel, he said his father and his people always was for Israel. Why? Because he's a Zionist jew man. So when you're dealing with somebody like that over the country, dealing, and change their name because like most Jewish people that run Hollywood and the music industry, they change their last name so it can fit in so people don't instantly attack them. That's why Hollywood and the music industry is so corrupt. The people that's pulling the strings, they don't know who, we don't know who they are. We put in trust in men and the whole thing is we want to know who these men is and what their whole purpose is. They, one of their purposes is, like in the Hollywood and music industry, is to keep the prisons packed up. So they glorify certain attributes and them attributes get you locked up or put to to to, to at six feet under. That's what the problem is when you're dealing with these people. And Trump is one of them. So he he, he playing a real good game with you. That's why you said he went to the church and he didn't say amen, because he does not believe in the true power of the uh, that created heaven. I say I, higher or the great I am. I'm just going to keep it in this. Well, the great well, I am yeah. created the heavens and the earth. He
1: don't honor well, that. Well, well, he he, he don't. He, I mean, I, I, folks, I ain't the judge for, but we all have to see uh, the inauguration, when Trump was in church, and, and the preacher would say, "God bless Donald Trump," everybody was saying, "Amen." This. Y'all can Google it. You know this stuff is. But listen, let me just do this. I want to switch gears just for a second now. Brother Ellis sure hadn't called back, and you know it's after ten. So I sent a message to him to call myself not three-way him in. So I don't know what happened. Uh, he had, did have some things going on. It's a very busy man there, but he did stop by as long as he could. So if he can't, with 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 three-way him back in. Brother Gabriel, uh, just. Uh, nah, Hold that point. I want to say something really deep here. i got to say this. You just touched something in me, and i got to say this. Folks, 62 million people voted for Trump. 62 million. They say that the right-wing church, white churches, TBN, Daystar, was one of the main supporters. Tonight, we have been looking at talking about for the last, uh, I don't know how long since the show started, why did the church do that? We have been looking at all types of angles, and we'll continue to look at all types of angles. But folks, listen to me. Please hear me out. Christian people are not stupid. They ain't crazy. But they do trust the ministers. They do trust TBN. And what we do is, as a people, when we don't feel like researching and digging ourselves, we go with what the majority do. What the majority do, uh, TB ain't got thousands and thousands. There's no way, in, 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 there's no way they could be wrong. They still got thousands and thousands of ministers. There's no way they can be wrong. When they've been wrong before, the white. Right This same right wing, as Brother LSU was saying, have put a bunch of lies out there. One of the infamous lies is that black skin was cursed. We just found that to be a lie. Our minister's been preaching that straight from the white racist mouth. Okay? Another lie. Here's another lie from... Daystar TVN. I know it's hard for y'all to believe this because there's so many of them that say this, but here's why it's good to travel. It don't mean because if you don't travel, you don't have to. You ain't gonna know because the Father can show you stuff on your living room couch that you don't have to go nowhere. You ain't got to go block. so you don't have to travel to know. But it's, it's good to go across the Atlantic and just see how many people do not believe those people over in Israel are the true Jews. But TVN Daystar, you'll never hear that. You can listen to them for the next 50 years, you'll never hear it. But guess what? African-Americans is one of the last tribes. We're living out prophets, over 300 prophets we live out every single day. Am I right, Brother Gabriel?
5: Yes, sir. because like you were stating in uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, that this curse will be on your, you and your seed forever, not for a point, not for a second. And the blessings was temporary at that time. They will come back when Christ comes back. But since we right, was in error for all the them... blessings,
1: all the curses is gonna be up on you forever. It ain't just curse, curse, curse. If if the nation of Israel turn to God, whoever they are, they'll be blessed as well. But uh but Go ahead. I just want to say that. It's, it can be blessing. For, I don't, see, because the reason why I don't want people to think is just curse, curse, curse. And remember, family and friends, and brother God God, hold that thought. Remember, family and friends, if you obey God, you and your house, no curses is going to come near you as a household. You can be healed. You can be blessed. And the Father promised that you would dwell in the Psalms 91 is what I'm quoting. He that dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You can be blessed, blessed. Coming in, blessed coming out, going out. I'm talking about as a household, but your nation will mourn. And again, look at the Messiah. He was a powerful being, but he came. Israel was in captivity when he left. Israel was in captivity. So you think you're gonna have it better than him? If this nation don't turn to the Father, y'all gonna see us as a nation struggle. But you don't have to struggle. You don't have to be sick. Sickness don't have to dwell in your body. You don't have to be poor. We don't have to be poor. We can have the victory. We can have insight. God can show us things. We can have the gifts of the Spirit operating in our lives if our homes seek the Father. I just got to say that because we throw this word curse a lot, and it scares a lot of believers, I know. Brother Gavial. I want to switch gears and just talk about for a minute what the and uh, Morrison uh, document. She wrote a very important document, and I want you to tell me what you think of this, okay? Do you mind hanging out with me for a little, a little bit since we lost Brother Ella Shewitt, it looks like? Unless he called myself into no. a three-way. Okay. Um, here's what the deal is. Dr. Tony Martin, family and friends, y'all got to hear this. This woman is basically submitting to the world through this article that the reason Trump won is because of white people fearing that they can no longer have white privileges. This is what she wrote earlier. I'm just going to read the whole article. It says, "Morning for Whiteness, that's the name of the article, "Morning for Whiteness by Tony Morrison. It goes on to say, Tony Morrison has written a powerful essay in the aftermath of Donald Trump's election as president of the United States, and it gets right to the heart of why Trump won. In a piece titled, "Morning for Whiteness, from the November 21st print issue of the New York uh, publisher on Monday, Okay, she went on to say, this is what Toni Morrison wrote. Under slave laws, the necessity for color rankings was obvious. But in in America today, post-civil right legislation, white people's conviction of their natural superiority is being lost. Morrison writes. There are people of color everywhere threatening to erase these long, understood definitions of America. And what then? another black president, a predominant black Senate, three black Supreme Court justices, the threat is frightening to them. Dr. Morrison went on to say, the subconscious fear of losing their comfort of being naturally better than, the comfort of not being followed in a department store, for instance, was a huge motivator for many white Americans. Morrison argues that white Americans and in particular white men are so afraid of the collapse of white privilege that they flock to a political platform that support and translates violence against defenseless as strength. She concludes on election day how eagerly so many white voters both uh how many hold on, let me back up here. How eagerly so many white voters, both the poor educated and the well educated, embrace the shame and fear sown by Donald Trump. The candidate whose company has been sued by the Justice Department for not renting apartments to black people. The candidate who's questioned whether Barack Obama's uh, birth certificate was legitimate, who seemed to condone the beating of a Black Lives Matter pro- uh, p- protester at a campaign rally. Remember, he said, get her out of here black girl. She, he said, get her out. That's me talking now. Remember he, this black girl being pushed around by these white guys and she was saying, get her out of here talking about this black girl and then Trump, this is me talking. He's Trump went on to say, remember when we used to do them like that? Racist, if I don't know what. But anyway, Dr. Tony Marshall went on to say, the candidate who kept black workers off the floor of his casinos, the candidate who is beloved by David Duke and endorsed by the KKK. Morrison takes on the election. Uh, Morrison take on the election is one of those that have been echoed by many other commentators, including Van Jones. Van Jones been talking about this a lot, who described it as a white lash against the changing country. So, this is just a little bit about this article, folks. This is just a little bit about this article. Hold on, i got to read this part to it. She went on to say, I didn't see this part. It says. As the uptick in hate crimes across the country and Trump appointments of controversial figures like Steve Bannon to his cabinet continues, it becomes clearer and clearer that race most definitely played a role in his in election. Now, basically, what I was just saying there, well, I said it pretty much, but she is saying. And I, I, I vehemently agree with her that a lot of whites is fear, fearing losing position. I want to say to all those white brothers and sisters listening to this show right now, because I do have white followers of Stone. I know they're listening. I want to, just like I've been telling family and friends to trust God, get close to God, white people have got to come in, so-called white people, because I don't believe in white people. Based upon color, Brother Godfrey. I don't believe there's such thing really as white people. I think we're just all uh, human beings. Uh, there were 70 nations. They had nothing to do with no color. And um, I think that white people, while they are uh, from Europe, they are migrated from all types of various tribes from Africa. This all started with uh, albinoism. And whites going up the up north and, and without pigmentation, being there hundreds of years and, 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 and cohabitating. Next thing you know, there's thousands and then millions. This is nothing more than our people. They are us. We are them. I do not believe in race based on color. It is just totally cuckoo. I don't believe in such same thing as a black man. I think we are just, we are either one of those subject tribes. We don't know because we're all mixed up. So now it's probably just to say, you know, all the people that we know who they are is Israelites because the Bible says there were certain things that would go through, blessings and cursing. But outside of Israel, it is hard to determine which who is one of those 70 nations, who is who of the 70 nations in Genesis 10. That is the only time we can segregate people It's based on Genesis 10, the Amorites, Megid, uh, you know, the Jebusites and all this. This is the only way you can divide people based upon on. Uh, Any type of division is uh, Genesis 10. So who are white people? White people is black people from various tribes all over, um, having migrated to Europe, having lost pigmentation. And next thing you know, those albinos come out of there and they begin to start mixing. And no longer do they have blonde hair. They have red hair over thousands, thousands of years. Folks, I'm telling you, there's no such thing. God does not, it ain't in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible is it white or black. There's nowhere in the Bible. So i got news for all of you white people listening to me. Y'all are worried, some of y'all are worried about losing. White skin. Now, some black people listen to the show tonight, they might be turned off right now because they have no idea. They don't think about it, they don't care about it, they probably don't want to think about it. But there's a lot of white supremacists that have been talking about this for a long, long time. The fear of white genetic annihilation. The fear of white genetic annihilation. The whole purpose of them endorsing Trump, Brother Gabriel is because they fear being annihilated. Have you ever heard of that, Brother Gavriel?
5: Yeah, I heard that from multiple uh, sources, including Doctor Francis Wells, And the thing is, the white man is uh, one of our closest brother because our forefather Isaac had twins, and the first twin came out red all over, hairy and red over like a like a garment. So that's the so called white man, the pure blood white man, and the so called Jewish man. He comes from that bloodline through Amalek. Amalek is when Esau went into the whole rice uh, and had sex with Timna, or, excuse me, not sex. Well, you, you know. not Timna. He can't begin Timna through Am- Amalek, through Timna. That was the whole race. That's where you get the so-called Jewish man from. Well, so, and... and in the seventy nations, as you stated in Genesis ten, the table of nations, one nation that was not there yet was the Israelites. But their forefather Shem and his bloodline, who we come
1: through our, our far, far side,
5: was all, was it, was a part of the seventy nations.
1: Oh, yeah. and, and folks, to... Let me just say, because uh, I don't want to get off into the genealogy too much, you know, but I just want to say this really quickly to our white brothers and sisters, because it's very real. We just elected this president. These people are serious. They don't want to be annihilated. Trump is trying to make the nation white again. If it's white again, the white population will rise because you don't have all these people in this diversity. These white people are against diversity. These white brothers and sisters are against diversity. And to be very honest with I used to say there was racist, this, that, and the other, but family and friends, I want to put something before you, and when I put this before you, you will understand these people. They are very intelligent. Think about this for a second, family and friends. (laughs) White people have been told by all kinds of scientists that in a little while, there will be no white skin or very little. That children are feeling it at school, minorities everywhere, and then Trump comes on the scene. And he said, there's is enough. Let's make America where it used to be. Some of you black people wearing these T-shirts with Let's Make America Great Again, and you're not understanding what these folks mean. There's a guy by the name of Steve Bannon. Now, some of you heard me say this earlier, but you got to forgive me. Some people just coming in uh, about 30 minutes ago, and they didn't get this. So let me just say this. Got a lot of people that come in, all kind of area codes within the last, just right before we cut off. So let me just say this. I mentioned this earlier. A man by the name of Steve Bannon. Do your own research. Who is Steve Bannon? It is no joke. He is a white supremacist. I know some of y'all have a hard time believing that a man would be in a a a, a position that powerful in the cabinet of the President of the United States, but he is. He's in the White House, and he is the one responsible even though it was, of course, uh, Trump uh, or uh, authorized it and probably demanded it. But Bannon is the one that actually carried out that seven-state ban uh, where they banned those seven nations. But Bannon has a long history. He is something a part of something called the alternative right. There's the right wing, there's the left wing, and then there's the alternative right. Alternative right, their number one goal is to make America white again. So I'm talking to my no white brothers and sisters right now. We've been talking about our own people kind of beating up a little bit on our people, and I just want to talk to my white brothers and sisters and those of you black people that know us from white people. You may want to share this with them when you get a chance. If we all love and forgot about color, this brother, Garriola, I'd love to know what you're going to say about what I'm about to tell you right now. If we all loved and forgot about color, we all just love, as the Bible says, and forgot about color. Quit all this, you know, practicing uh, white supremacy or racism, and we just love one another. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, love each other, I mean, treat each other based upon character, not color. We would annihilate white skin. So if love erases you, white man and white lady, if love erases you, are you supposed to pre- try to preserve it? That's what you got to an answer to, Christian. Christian. Black people, you think that's something. I got a question for you that's going to be even tougher. If you really believe that God made people white, and this is what white people are saying I understand them. This is very Intelligent brother Gabriel, I'm gonna put you on the spot. I want you to answer for the people. And again, anybody can always press one, come on, phone lines and comment. If y'all really believe that God made people white and He intended them to be white, why do you mix with them and destroy their white skin? I'm gonna say it again, I'm gonna say that again. If you really well, believe that God intended, not not yet, brother Gabriel, If you really believe within your heart of hearts that God made us black, some of us He made white, and you you've been saying it all your life. If you truly believe that, white people say, and this is what the white I can put it I can play up tape now is what they say. They say you guys are causing us to be genocide. This is not right. You shouldn't be mixing with us. You're causing us our destruction. If you believe that God made them white, they are right. Oh, you got some thinking to do, family, friends. Do you really believe God made them white? If you do, if you mix with them and the baby is no longer white, you are participating in genocide. Here's what I believe. I believe God made men of the dust of the earth that happened to be brown. And the Bible talks about whenever white skin appears in your Bible sitting on your coffee table. It was a result of a plague. It was a it was a negative. It was looked down upon. Leviticus thirteen I'm talking about. More specifically, verse 13, where it talks about white skin spreading. We call it today vitiligo. That was considered a curse, to have white skin, white spots, and to be even all white. Those people could not participate in Jewish customs. Now that Christ has come, none of this stuff matters. I'm going to say it again. Now that Christ has come, none of these things matter. One more time, Brother Gabriel. Now that The Messiah has come shed his blood. Used to be in the Israelite days, you could be left-handed, you could be bald, you couldn't have white spots, you couldn't have vitiligo. And no, my friend, brothers and sisters who I love every single one of y'all, you couldn't have white skin in your Bible. Yellow hair in your Bible was associated with the plague. Read it. Read Leviticus 13. Come back and holler at your boy. Second Kings 5, last three verses, when it talks about leprosy, but it ain't the kind of leprosy we think about because in Leviticus 13, when you're covered from head to toe, Brother Gabriel, with whatever this thing called leprosy is, you're clean. You're acceptable. I'm getting a little deep. And I can't defend myself, and i talked about this to death. I did over 15 shows talking about this this thing called leprosy. Uh, real quick, I'll give you this one script, and this will kind of save me while y'all go and research, because otherwise I know I sound crazy. But remember Moses was commanded to stick his hand in his bosom? And the Bible says he stuck his hand in his bosom. The Father says, stick your hand in your bosom, Moses, I'm going to show you a miracle. Stuck his hand in his bosom, and he pulled it out. And the Bible says his hand became leprous as leprous ass. Whatever follow the word as ass, is going to tell you what his hand looked like. Now, if it was sores, it'll say leprous is sores, leprous is whatever. The Bible says his hand became leprous white as snow. What would the Bible say? Oh, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean that. Okay, alright, let's not use that scripture then. Let's use when Miriam, his sister, was smitten with leprosy for being disobedient.
0: the The Bible
1: says, the Bible says that she became leprous, brother Gabriel. S. snow, I can go on and on and on and show you that in the biblical days, the biblical definition back in biblical time when it talked about leprosy, not the leprosy they talk about today. Again, it says in verse thirteen and thirteen of Leviticus that if you cover with it from head to toe, you're now clean. It was it was be, it is best you be covered from head to toe. So if it sores. And the Bible says if you cover with these sores, how is it more sores make you clean? No, they was just talking about when you're all white. You know how vitiligo, they're turning black, they're, I mean, they're turning white, they turn turning white, they're turning white. Well, in the Bible days when you turn all white, when you lost all that pigmentation, you was clean. You still was a leper, which just mean white, but you was a cleansed leper. Unless if there was that raw flesh that you can see through. There's whiteness, which is clean leprosy, and then there's the reddish-white, when you can see through somebody's body. In the biblical days, all this stuff meant something. It don't mean anything today because Christ has come, his blood has been shed, all that don't matter. But I'm talking to my white brothers and sisters to let them know that the early people of, this, of that Bible was dark-skinned people. So while y'all hollering and, and, and trying to vote a president in and trying to uh, restructure this whole nation to keep whiteness, What are you doing? Well, what is she doing? God never meant His man to be white. I'm sorry. I don't know how it sound. I don't know how it sound. I love you every single one of you. If you know anything about me, I ain't nothing but about love. But I'm trying to show you that yes, white skin, brother Garvey, just give me. I'm coming at you. Yes, white skin is in danger, just like the scientists say they are all right because of diversity. They are absolutely right. It will be annihilated, but you won't be annihilated by the white brother and sister. You're, you're still going to have grandkids. you still going to have regular grandkids. Ain't nothing going to happen to your posterity. You're still going to be around, but they won't be white. And it shouldn't be a business, your business what they look like, as long as they love you and they love everybody else. And black people, the same thing. We shouldn't be worried about black skin being preserved, because first of all, it ain't going nowhere because it's the most dominant gene. But even if it was, we don't have the right to preserve black skin. We just got to love and whatever color people turn out find. One more thing to white brothers and sisters, and I'm done with this on, on this. I, again, I'm challenging this racism to preserve white skin and to, to, to do all of these things y'all doing to non-white people to preserve banning these seven nations, all of these procedures and policies, these racist things to oppress us. One more thing. Brother Garvey, bear with me. I know am a little long-winded, but i got to say this one more thing. I was on a, a plane one time and I was talking to this gentleman and he was in first class and I only really mention that because that's one reason the I was talking to him because I knew he was somebody of substance and, and I get a kick out of talking to some of these businessmen, especially if I think they loaded. it. I like to know what they're doing and knew do they know God and different things like that. I just but if it was a Matthews and coach, but I'm just I shouldn't say it first class, but anyway he was. Who's there talking? Make the long story short. He looked like one of those ballers, you know. Again, looked like a very wealthy man by his different things he was doing. It had a lap. It just trust me, he was business man. And I asked him, and he was, and he was doing big things. So we got to talking, and I asked him. We got on the subject of racism, brother Gabriel. And I asked him, I say, do you would you like to see white uh, racism in? He says, Oh, by God, yes. Oh, I'd love to see racism just, just destroyed and end. And I said, yes. And I said, well, would you like to see white-skinned people live forever? And he said, oh, yeah. He got offended at that question, Brother Garvey. You hear me? I'm he said, yes, but he got offended because I asked him, do you want to see white skin live forever? The man got offended. And I don't blame him because there was a crazy question. Then I said to him, you know you can't have both. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you can't have and I agree with you, we, we want to destroy racism, but you can't have no racism and white skin. He said, I don't understand. I say, sir, if we love everybody and forgot about color then the truth will come out who we are because we're no longer, whites won't no longer hide our history. They'll tell the truth about who we are. They'll tell the truth about who the people of the Bible is. they tells tell the truth about who the people of the earth is. They'll tell the truth about who built the Sphinx, the Sphinx, um, the pyramids. All of the glory of us as a people will be, you know, household knowledge. And all these lies about African-Americans went hold and some of your women will want our men. Some are uh, uh, your men might want some of our women because the only reason we've been segregated is through lies about us. If the truth be told about us and we just just loved each other, forgot about color and all these lies, your race will be annihilated. Y'all should have saw the look on his face. This is the question we're coming to. This is not another blog. I'm telling you, black America, so-called black people, so-called white people, we have some serious questions to ask. Did God make white people? Did he intend for them to be white forever? If he did, you should not be mixing races. You're insane. You're destroying God's design. The white supremacist is right. End of story. Black people got it wrong. We need to stay our butts out of their houses. Shouldn't be mixing. If God didn't mean for people to to stay white, then we should we can have diversity and love and and in white skin would be a knowledge. and white people have got to understand you don't have no allegiance or shouldn't have any allegiance to keeping white. No more than bald head people need to be trying to only mate with bald head people because bald head is superior. Or short people trying to only date short people cuz short is superior. Brother Garvey, I've said a lot. i like to know what you your comment is today. And again, phone lines, we're watching you. Anybody on the phone line want to press one? Don't be scared, y'all. Government ain't listening tonight. <laughs> There's too many of us. They can't stop all of us. So, Brother Garvey, what do you say about that?
5: You said a mouthful. I'm going to try to hit a couple of points that I can remember upon. As far as the mixing with the races, according to the Bible, we're not supposed to. According to Deuteronomy 7 and 3. Matter of fact, I'm going to. Hold on, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. You got the floor. You got the floor. I do not like interrupting people after I the floor like this, but when he said don't mix the races, there was no such thing as race based on color. Don't switch that up like uh, right that. Well, I know. So,
5: okay, okay. nationality shouldn't mix. So, if you're not.
1: Right. The, so and he only wanted to mix because he wanted. Israelites who feared God and had a God to mix with people that didn't have a God it was only about Israel not mixing with uh, he, uh, heathens go ahead
5: well I'm gonna answer one question as best I can according to the Bible according to Romans chapter 9 I will start up high but I'm gonna start at verse 14 9 and 14 of Romans it said what shall we say then is there unrighteousness with God God forbid for he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I have, will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, 16, it is not for him that willeth, nor for him that runneth, but of the most high that showeth mercy. 17, for Scripture said unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power
1: in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. That goes so, Trump. That goes Trump. The there go Trump. The, keep reading. That
5: go Trump. Keep reading. That's good. Okay. Read that again. I'm, 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 I'm going to keep reading, but I'm going I'm, to I'm give you a precept. According to Revelation chapter 11, verse 8, it said a spiritual asylum in Egypt. America is based off of Egypt, the ways of Egypt. That's why they got sphinxes, the, the uh, obelisks, and stuff like that because it come from Egypt. That's why they had an eagle on the, um uh, never mind we drop that point but basically in the southern part they're making all these laws Protecting sodomizing and, and I, I googled it for myself because I thought it was 10% according to their official statistics LBGTQ so I so they don't be totally insulted. It's only 3% of the population so 3% of the population is enacted laws will, will affect the other 97% on oh, be nice other than 90%. So a small percentage of the population is in control or making laws that affect them, their children. Uh, you know, we, we're supposed to be for the kids, right? Because when once you, when you have kids, you should have compassion on kids. If you was a kid, you should definitely have a, You know, I'm, I'm getting silly, but the point is, we're raising up our kids in a society with lack of morals. When they think anything is acceptable, and it is all in the name of love. That is not love. First of all, that'd be lust, cause unnatural lust, like a, uh, uh, a LGBTQ person when they deal with the naturally born similar sex, they utilize tools that the other sex would have had. <laughs> so, cause it's, it's
1: a, they wanna have a natural thing but do it in an
5: unnatural way.
4: Well, hey, Nick, we promote that, that a little
1: it. earlier. Let, let, do my thing, for time's sake, I want to help wrap up the show in a little bit, but and I and I hate to do this because I've been talking a lot. Now you're talking, and I'm, but I want you to I want we talk I want your opinion on something else because we hit that earlier, and we talked all already about uh how most homosexuals or gays are uh, birthed out of pain and, and abuse, and how y'all gonna be abused and go start something they want rights, and this whole thing, the whole foundation, mostly, most, not all homosexuals, but a lot of them is just, it was birthed out of some type of, of abuse. So, anyway, Brother Garvey, you are you are very, a lot of people don't know you, they don't know your knowledge of the Bible although they're getting a sample of it. I want to wrap this show by asking one of the last question, and we want to Wrap to show up, okay? I want to use your spiritual knowledge. I said earlier that I believe Trump is, I changed about three days ago. I actually think it's God's will for him to be there. But to be just what you just read, what what Pharaoh was to Israel, God is going to use that man to chastise his people, family, and friends. And we are going to see a lot of pain coming. Hope Brother LSU is right, that he ain't going to make it four years. Not saying he should die, get killed, but, folks, we've been telling everybody on these blogs, Brother LSU, Brother Gabriel, he used to, Brother Gavriel, this gentleman on the line right now, has been with Five and Song for a long time, him and a whole lot of other folk. And he knows that I've been for, I guess, six years now, saying how we are the truth people of the Bible. And now... <laughs> It's going to make sense. Everybody's going to notice before long. Because these white supremacists are about to start talking about how we're inferior, and this and the other, and somebody's going to say, no, we are Israelites. And the argument is going to be on, they bet not, Brother Garfield, do a forum and and bring in the cameras, international cameras, where Israel can see. And we call out these Israelites, we call out these Jews, Call them out and say, come, come, come uh, uh, to this court, so to speak, and defend who you are. The world is going to know. This is only going to happen through oppression. Because let me just say this real quick, and Brother Governor, I want you to comment and, and whatever you, the scriptures of law, the Father give you, use it. Folks, listen, I know how we sound to some of y'all It just sound cuckoo. It's just sound cuckoo. All our life we've been told about the people in Israel, and now all of a sudden y'all are talking about. I understand. I fought it for many years myself. Until I went to Israel, and I saw how weak as water those people had when, when I went to inquire. They're not as strong as you think. You you listen to TBN and all them people. You need to go talk to people say so they're Jews. Ask them for things we're talking about here. But anyway, make the long story short. Brother Gabriel, Donald Trump is about to do some things that is going to shock all of us. He's already doing it. But the shock hasn't even started. Donald Trump is about to oppress non-black people in a way that we have never seen. But it's not going to be Trump per se himself. Donald Trump and the white supremacists like Steve Bannon, they already have done this, y'all. This, you got to know what we're talking about. But they are sending messages out to everybody by their behavior, that it's time for the white man to rise and take back what is his. That attitude is creating a certain kind of spirit in the air of racism. It's already happening. I didn't talk about it because I didn't get a chance to, but I was going to go with the crime statistics and the hate crime. Hate crime, is through the roof right now. White supremacist organizations is popping up all over the place. And they got this thing. This one lady was saying, folks, I'm trying to scare you. Please don't think I'm trying to scare you. But they got this one thing where this lady is giving an update count of the white supremacist group. And she said, this is how many white supremacist group we had six years ago, and it's scary. I'm not lying. I'm not trying to scare nobody, Folks, these people are recruiting like crazy. And here's what they're doing. They are making up stuff on black people saying they're this, they're, 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 they're criminals, they're black people raping this, and they're raping our women, they're raping. They're making up stuff to get young people involved, and it's Crazy. Now, what do you think they're doing? Just organizing, joining all these groups, just to be joining. And again, I'm not trying to scare anybody. Again, we just got to get close to God. We got to pray more. We got to get close to God. We got to listen to Him daily, folks. This is not no time to just be somewhere, just cuckoo, clueless. All right. So, brother Gavil, based upon what I just said, I want you to just have last words and make it, if you could, about maybe no more than about three minutes, and we're gonna wrap up this show.
5: Well, I don't even know how to start, finish, or what to go with. It. But I'm gonna say it like this: You, were, you were right when you say he was in the position he was supposed to be in, because you know it was the will of the father. you continue reading down in, in Romans it speaks upon something like that. But I'm gonna leave it at leave it be. So I'm gonna end it like this: All praise and glory to the Most High, and High. His name just assume just you we That's the. Great I am in the name of our salvation and the Holy Spirit. So that's all praise. And Barak, excuse me, Barakatam wa shalawam, peace and blessings, and and love to all Israel and the Gentiles that's the away that the Most High laid out from the beginning. So I can't tell well, you. All right, brother. I, I, it's, good, point it's good to was, hear, from it was, you. <laughs> It's great to have you, man. Keep the show coming, and hopefully, if if I catch the show, I can add a little to it.
1: Well, it'll be the next two weeks. Every two weeks from now, just count it. Every two weeks, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, brother, everybody else, brother Garvio, one of the main listeners of Five Smooth Stones back in the day, and lots of a lot of listeners, a lot of whites. Hopefully, they're joining us too as well. But folks, more importantly, tonight, tonight, I know I said some very controversial thing. They're not controversial. They're just You just never heard of them. And, and uh, then some of y'all can school me on some of the things. But listen, folks, you got to make some choices, uh, black people and white people. You got to make some choices. You know? <laughs> you, you, we have to understand um, what we're dealing with here. These people are trying to preserve whiteness and they're going to come out with all kind of lies. Colleges, just on every level, look for them to start coming out with things showing how we're inferior because the whole purpose of preserving white skin is you got to have a separation. you got to have whites and blacks not wanting to mix. Well, the only way they're going to not want to mix is there have to be lies. Always there have to be lies, lies, lies. Lies is what keep us separated. Look for the lies to come. Look for all types of ways to shorten our lifespan, be it in prison, uh, uh, be be it uh, just whatever can keep, not just police shootings and all that. That ain't enough. They need more. They need more. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I know. I know I've been I don't mind researching and reading some of this stuff some of y'all are just scared to talk about. I'm telling you they're looking to increase the numbers of white people, and that means crime sin and I'm telling the white brothers and sisters if y'all are so down with God and love and all this, you need to tell your uncles and aunts aunts, you know, hey, we need to not worry about how white skin. You know, our grandkids are gonna live, so what if they are uh, look mixed or so what if they look brown or they look so what if they you know, so what if we see less blonde hair because of mixing? You see more redhead and brown hair and black. So, you know, our people, you know, you got to come you gotta look in the mirror and tell yourself it is a normal, natural process for white skin white skin to be annihilated. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm telling you the truth. We've got to love, like Martin Luther King Jr. said, forget color. And whatever happens, happens. Again, nobody's trying to come and kill whites and none of that stuff. We're not talking I'm talking about love. You're going to live. Your children going to live. Everybody that's having kids is going to have kids. It's just you may not be white. And that is a hard fact. And black people need to quit quit tripping. Some of us, family and friends, need to quit tripping on this topic and say, oh, I don't want to talk about that. No, this is the world you live in now. You live in America? This is what these people are doing. 62 million people voted for Trump. And they and he was a white supremacist. Is, was, and probably will always be. They knew what they was getting. Make America Great Again. What do you think he's talking about? <sighs> anyway, I'm going to go out with a song. Uh, as y'all know, I always try to play a song at the very beginning and end that has a lot of meaning. I want y'all to know one last thing, and I'm running out of here. I love every single one of y'all. I truly do. No hate in my heart. I don't want a hair on any white person's head to be harmed. I want their children to, to live in peace. I want to live in peace with all people. But at some point, God had to show me, What these truths are I talked about tonight, and they're very harsh to make people feel very uncomfortable. But it's the truth. White skin is in danger. White people, they're not in danger. White skin is in danger. The soul of white people, the true us, is not a color. Nothing wrong with that. But white skin, it's in danger. And there are some whites that's going to make it their business to preserve it. And your president is leading the charge. God help us all. Good night, family.